Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here from Whalen Bay Marine, and I want to tell you all about a line of boats they are carrying. Whalen Bay now carries tractor boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tractor pontoon boats, Tahoe boats, and we all know the last one, Mako. So now, no matter what your boat needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. You have your choice of the number one aluminum boat, family boats, performance fishing boats, or just straight up fishing machine in the new Mako boats. Does it get any better? Also, I can promise you, when you buy your new boat, all of the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. And you can do all this at Whalen Bay Marine. It's St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207. Or give them a call at 904-217-3778. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized tracker boat, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, and Mako boats dealer. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. Logman's here. Captain Kirk, Chris Wayne's bringing it to you. Ew. Morning. Don't get used to it. <laughs> Don't get no. Not coming up. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. It's, deer it's, season think, is right around the yeah, corner. Yeah. There's there will be some absentees. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Every, every now and then. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Next be, weekend be, I'll be the first. Cause I'll, I'll be on uh, via the. Uh, what, 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 it's called Opal. Opal. But, yeah. But it's uh, that's like a pretty cool little deal. And I'll be coming to you live from the hilltop. So how does how, is that something that connects to your truck, like Bluetooth? No, it's it's literally it's just through the phone. Okay. And a self signal, and so it's and it goes through like a little browser that comes in here, and it's clear, isn't it, Chris? I mean, it's yeah, it's it's pretty black amazing. magic. It's it's it, it, it is clear. It's yeah. evil. It's evil arts. It is pretty it amazing is. how black magic. Yes, black Technology. black magic. It's kind of thick. It's voodoo. It is total voodoo. So I'll be coming to you live See? from the hilltop yep. because we had uh, an inordinate amount of rain recently up in Georgia, which uh, I think some places got five or six inches of rain within like a couple day stretch, and some pla- places got more. I think like eight to nine, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which literally there were creeks that were not even running that yeah. went to being flooded. Yeah, the rivers. So, I mean, it changed dramatically. Well, uh, everybody tries to, and the reason I'm going to be gone is that everybody tries to plant in late September and early October. And from looking at the weather, it looks like it's going to be a perfect time to plant next weekend Mm -hmm. because there is a a batch of rain maybe coming in. And obviously this is far out, but right. Might be able to plant next weekend, and it should be dry enough after this flooding to where you can get in the fields. And then there's another little batch of rain maybe coming towards the end of next weekend, first part of the following week. So it looks like the the, the timing for getting seed in the ground is going to be right on. It's going to be good. So I'll be right there with you. Yeah, and yep. uh, opening day uh, in Georgia is October 16th, mm-hmm. I believe, for general gun season, even though bow season is already open. 
So that uh, that should give the food plots a couple weeks to grow. Yeah. You know, so not that you're going to be hunting just a food plot for opening weekend, but right? Yeah, exactly. But it'll be nice to have it in the ground and be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm, yep, we're planning on next weekend also. I, and, and you know what's so funny after our conversation uh, last weekend about food plots, mm-hmm. I, I I called Whitetail Institute. Yeah, and um, I talked to a guy. Yeah, and dude, they're so knowledgeable. Oh, they. I, I mean, they, yeah. they are. They are so. And I, I said, look, I, I, you know, I was like, yes, and I want to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I bought, I bought some clover, um, but I also bought some alfalfa. Did and you? I did, and it's it, it, it's called um, um, alfalfa plus something like that. And I, and I and I asked him, and this guy's obviously he's from Alabama. That's yeah. For, and and he said, do you have a, a you know a, a, a sandy food plot that one that you know and i said i do i got one that's like a half acre mm-hmm. and he said he said dude it'll grow he said you'll be fine he said fertilize it lime it really yeah, yep so I'll, I'll it's going to be a test plot all right i might have yep. to do the same thing that's gonna I, be a test I, plot. I, I was actually uh i'll take a picture of it today when i get home too so I, I know that i have the because there's two alfalfas that they have i ordered this is the funny thing i ordered the other one yeah and they called me and they're like we just want to talk to you about your order Okay. You know, and and I told him, and he said, "No, you 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 got the wrong alfalfa. You got to have the other one." For, okay. For the, for the south. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The reason, uh, uh, you know, last week when we were talking about it on the show, and I said, "Hey, look, I'm open for suggestions for anybody yeah. to let me know something different." And we got a, a message from a guy on Facebook, and uh, and name escapes me right now, but I, he said, "Try rape," and rape is something that. My buddy Ed and those guys have used up in Virginia for quite some mm-hmm. time, and they really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we planted it in Fargo one time. Have any luck with it? Yeah, <laughs> they ate it a little bit. It's kind of it looks like a combination between a. It's a teeny old seed. Yeah, like a Saint Augustine kind of a grass looking thing. Right. <laughs> Kyle planted it actually. He was the one that came up with the idea, and the dad, we're gonna plant this. And I said, okay, okay. Um, they 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 didn't hit it hard. Let's put it that way. Okay, and and Fargo deer. I mean, it's pretty much anything that you can get to grow that's green. Absolutely, they're going to eat. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, so I mean, for, in like a Fargo area, it's not worth going to all the. I, yeah, I think you could plant expense. Bermuda. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably yeah. could. Yeah, yeah, weeds. Yeah, yeah, if you, you fertilize weeds, weeds man, they'll yeah. eat that. Absolutely. Eat the fire out of it. Yeah, but ryegrass, a lot of times. People will say, what should I plant? You know, we're in Florida. It's sandy. Ryegrass is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we planted Wren's rye one time. But there's, there is a difference in rye. So. Yes. I mean, yeah. don't don't plant the stuff you, you put in your yard. No. no, no, no it's no, not no. the rye. You want that big bladed tall stuff. Yeah, yeah you, want a, you want like rye, like yeah. rye seed, like yeah. cereal yeah. rye. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little different. So, but that's has always been like in Fargo, we would plant that and- Man, you fertilize that, and you track. That's all you ever planted up there, wasn't it? I, I mean, it was so sandy. Yeah, that's right. That it's soil terrible. that's it's up the there. I mean, it's like a white sugar sand. It's, it, it's terrible. It's like beach sand. It is. It's it literally terrible. is. I remember one year we took the big food plot, and we put probably a ton of pelletized lime in it. Yep. And I don't know how much <clears throat> fertilizer we put on it, and we put Wren's rye, and it grew, and it looked really pretty. But it didn't last that long because it, you know how that place is. Oh yeah, you don't get, get rain for yeah. Four if you weeks. don't get rain, in, and, 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 and if it gets warm, Rocky can't toast can't, can't handle it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but that's just that time of year. Food plots trying to yep. get them in. Yeah. 
and I'm looking forward to it. Um, and then uh, the other thing I will say too is that last minute checking stands. You know, yeah. this is kind of what you want to do. So we're gonna we're gonna do some of that too. The one thing I've got to get in the habit of doing, and me and Gerald were talking about this. I got to get in the habit of of loosening up yep. the stands on the trees yep. after the deer season. Got especially something that grow to the tree. <laughs> especially the pine tree. Well, I, there was literally, you know, Labor Day, that was Roger and I. That, that we went to every stand, mm-hmm. straps, and there was one that we wanted to move. Nah. Can't move it. I, I, I said, I, I got up there, and I'm like, um, now exactly why did we want to move this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and to be honest with you, it's, it's set up totally for a right-handed shot. And so, I mean, it's 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 hard for me to sit in that stand and bow hunt because I have to stand up, turn around. I mean, I have to do a lot of moving. And and I, yeah. I I'm Jeff. I know we've had this conversation. I, truthfully, I don't stand up when I bow shoot. I I, I sit. See, mm-hmm. you know, I always have to stand up. I never stand up. I mean, I just feel. I, more don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm not a stand up fan. Now, I feel more stable. You know. Yeah, me but too. What I usually do is I'll put the harness on and stand up, and I adjust it so that when I barely move forward, I feel it. Pulling on the back of my head, mm-hmm. you know, helps so you it, anchor a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then I shoot out of those vipers that have that little bar across, and then the bar comes across right below your your crotch line. So right. I can feel it when I press my legs up against it, and that's my that's my anchor. Yeah, point. it's just a, I just think that it's a lot of movement, you know. No, well, that's that's the thing. It, it is because to, that, to, that that's the thing because. All it takes is one little squeak that's it. F- to go from sitting to standing, yes, exactly. and it's over. Over, It's done. Well, they they can see you blink. D- yeah. You'll stand and, up and there and they see I you don't blink. I get it like, because, like, in, in Georgia and Florida, you literally, you blink like Kirk is saying, yes. and the deer are like, Ugh. Oh, yeah, they'll start blowing at you. Okay. Uh, and they blow. They go. They stomp, and then yeah. they'll spin around. They're gone. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma, Iowa, Missouri. Indiana. You'd have a party. Kansas, uh, Pennsylvania. Hey, what's up, dear? Do you remember the picture that I sent to you years ago when I was in Kansas and I had the doe in my sight? Yeah. I mean, she was right there. Yeah. We we hunted in 10-foot ladder stands in Kansas. That's And the doe's right there. She's looking at me like, no what, big what, deal. I'll, whatever. I'll, I'll never forget. I mean, it's. When, uh, when and if Boo's listening, he'll chuckle at this. He, he worked for a guy out in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And when when I went out there to visit Boo, and we, you know, we were just kind of checking the property out and uh, you know, listening to turkeys, uh, we might have been hunting them. Mm-hmm. Might not have been. But we were going around and see these deer stands that are like 10, 12 feet off the ground. That was it. Yeah. And I'm like, is somebody scared of heights? <laughs> yeah. You know, because I, I mean, you know how we are. No, I know. I mean, we're 60 20 foot. F- yeah, 50 yeah. foot. Yeah, you know, we want to get up foot. there. Yeah. yeah. They got a crane there next to look up there and see you. Yeah. I know. And I was like, Bill, I said, that, and he goes, the deer, they don't care. They don't care, dude. Deer. I'm like, what? It, it, and you know what? Here's the other thing. The turkeys, same way. I mean, when, when I hunt in Indiana, the, our lease that we have up there, mm. there's a huge flock of turkeys. And I was sitting there last year, I'm like, oh my. God, here they come, you know, they're coming mm. right down the fence line. Yeah, because if the turkeys come down the fence line in Georgia, dude, they're going bananas. They, 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 I've had them, I, I mean, I've sat in that stand and seen them coming through the woods and go, okay, just sit still. And they won't even come out. Yeah. They'll, they'll look. And, oh, yeah. And they go right the other way. And you're like, how? what the hell are they looking at? They saw you in the stand. Absolutely yeah. they did. Yeah. 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 It is kind of odd. It's, it's, it's like weird, that. man. It is, Pennsylvania, it, the same way. The deer will walk right up to the stand. Yeah. Ten feet down under you, and there's twenty deer standing, and you're going, unfree- and you're over there going, 
scratching your nose. Oh yeah, pulling your camera up and video yeah, taking pictures, oh, yeah. and they're just standing there. No, they don't. It, it, it's 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 a totally different animal. You do yeah. that down here. Oh, are you kidding? The game is over. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. It's it's like done. Yeah, yeah. I, I told you guys. You know, I, I didn't hunt last week. I didn't go last weekend because it was hot and rainy. I changed. How many times did you sit this week? I, I didn't. I you didn't. Did? Go, I didn't go this week. Oh I, my! I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I thought didn't for sure you'd be yeah, in the. No, I, I mean, I had. I had. I've, uh, in the fifties up yeah, there in the what, mornings. The weather was gorgeous last. Tr- trust me, uh, about eleven thirty, I'll be northbound. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for for five days. So it literally uh, was, I think, f- mid fifties, mm-hmm. and this morning I think it's in the mid fifties up is. there as well. I mean, oh, it's, tonight's fifty four. Cherry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so when I wake up in the morning, it's going to be like it's changed. Oh, There's yeah. going to be one more little patch of heat. heat. I see that coming in. Yep. Which I think was that midweek. Yep, midweek. About eighty-seven. Yep, yep, and then go back down. And then that's it. Yep. I mean, it should be pretty much done with yep. as far as the heat. That's, that's what I That's see why too. we always wait yep. till the end of September. Yeah. And then the first week of October to plant. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to get that because you know you're going to have that one either droughty spot uh, spot or the heat, and your seed just won't make it. Right. If you plant too early, you learn that lesson. Hard way. <laughs> Hard way. Twice, didn't it? Oh, way more times than Did that. Did you? Okay. I mean, yeah, I, we 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 would always try to plant like the last week of August, first week of September, mm-hmm. and it just it, it doesn't you know work. it it, it you like like a, one or two times it worked, but the other ninety percent of the time it doesn't. If you plant. And here, here's the other reason and, why. And the reason that I did it is because I wanted to bow hunt. Well, you wanted to be done with yeah, it, too. I wanted to be done with it, too. Yeah. And it, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. And you can do that if you choose to use, like, a, a summertime variety. That's right. Yep. You know, because the summertime. If you throw in iron clay peas or Iron clay peas yep. or buckwheat. Yep. I mean, yep. look, you yep. can plant that in mm-hmm. in September and then literally have it feed the deer all the way until pretty much November yep. when it starts to get cold. And you'll be fine. Yep. But uh, if you want to have it go through the winter time, you got to be able to just wait just a little bit. I mean, just just a little bit. And the other thing too is why reason why we wait is that once you start to get those cool mornings, you start to get the morning dew, mm-hmm. and the morning dew will actually carry a plant without rain for a little bit too. Right. You know, so sure, and that helps. And anything helps, and uh, because we can be exceptionally droughty in the fall sometimes. My gosh, it was a couple of years ago. We didn't. I mean, we didn't get any rain. I, yeah. I just remember a couple of years ago. Yeah. There, there was like nobody. Nobody had a food plot. No, exactly. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think I was the only one. Yeah, and the only reason I was able to do it is because I had just had absolute dumb luck as far as timing, mm-hmm. and then also when you're no-tilling it, that makes a world it of makes difference. A difference. It yeah. saves. It conserves. The, the soil. Yeah, I, I would walk in mine and be powder. Yeah. You know, like, oh, this ain't gonna. Yeah. And, and the doves and the cardinals. Oh, they and, like uh, it. <laughs> yeah, they like it. But bird seed to them. I they remember like it was it. really warm, too. Oh, yeah, it was. I remember we're yeah. <laughs> in shorts Thanksgiving yeah. fishing. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm hoping we don't have that. Yeah. yeah. But I was looking at the, um, I've got this app on my phone. You know, I'm like Kirk. I got an app. It's called Farm Logs. And Farm Logs. I think Gordon was the one who originally turned me on to it. might have been Parker. I don't remember. But uh, it keeps track of your rainfall. And I think this year it was like uh, f- over 50 inches of rain. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Do you remember what it was last year? Oh, it's, well, I, it wasn't anything 
close like to that. that but yeah. I mean, literally, and I'll pull it up now because it, it might even be more than that because you had rain just just recently. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, 51.30 inches of rain so far this year. Holy cow. That doesn't surprise me. That is 40.5% wetter than an average year. Uh-huh. I mean, that is unbelievable. Yeah, that is unbelievable. So, <laughs> we've, <laughs> so we've been talking about how wet the, the, the year that it's been up in Georgia. I mean, 50 inches. Over 51 I, I, inches. I, I wonder what it's been here. I know we had uh, between I'll, Tuesday and Wednesday, I think it was, what was it, Tuesday day we had to, the rain, and it was, I think we had three it, it, and a half inches at the beach, Yeah. and then before the sun came up the next morning, we had another inch and a half yeah. right before the sun came up, so when I look at the rain gauge, it was five inches in 24 hours, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Crazy. Unbelievable. All right, uh, let's take a break. We come back. And we will do a weather forecast and a tides report right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. And uh, hey, <laughs> I told you guys last Friday that on my way home, got the call from the wife, got no water in the house. I'm like, oh. Man, I had such a good day, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So one of my one of my pumps had gone out, and and I have I have two pumps, one's to irrigation and one's to the house, the same pump. So I thought, okay, I'll just switch them over, which is not that easy. Okay, right. it's not. I called neighbor Joe. Neighbor Joe came over. And anyway, neighbor Joe. Neighbor Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so we got we got water back in the house, but it was kind of a temporary thing, right? The pump wasn't working right, so what did I do? I called Travis. There you go. <laughs> I mean, tra- trying to c- tr- call a plumber right now and say, hey, I got no water in my house. I go, that sucks to be you. We'll be there on Wednesday, you know? Seriously. I mean, I I, I was calling friends that yeah. were, you know. Pulling, pulling and, and they're favors. like, dude, I can't I can't get there. You know, we can't, we're so swamped. Right? You know, it ain't calling thick pen. I can promise you no. that. No, thick pen's on it. But anyway. By the way, just real quick, just yeah. a side item. Mike Hayes has been on this Northeast tour, mm-hmm. coast, coastal Northeast tour. Like, uh, Yeah, I got the Boston Harbor pictures the other yeah, day. That yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. That was awesome. The outdoor show has been represented all yep. yes, up and has. down mm-hmm. that area of history. Good for him, though. That guy works hard. Yeah. But, I, I mean, talk about a great time of year to do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I didn't so, mean so, to So, to, to finish my story, I called Travis on Saturday after the show. And um, he's like, look, I'll, I'll I'll come over tomorrow. He goes, you know, Rachel, I'll come to St. Augustine and bring little Axel. And he said, you know, well, look, the girls probably want to go downtown. And he said, let's, let's, let's get your pump fixed, you know. So, dude, they show up around noon on Sunday. How cool and, is that? And um, wow. a, a huge thanks to Ace Hardware. Um, for being first off, for being open on Sundays, and they had a pump, a one horsepower pump. We nice. had to change all the PVC fittings and everything. Else. I mean, I learned a lot, and uh, got water good. Got a brand nice. new pump. That's awesome that he did that too. Yeah, yeah. So you have to buy uh, him five, dinner. Five one zero forty twenty. If you if you need if you need something done, he's he's the handyman. Mm-hmm. So all right. So this morning we we have 
a plethora of food. <laughs> yes. We have Mo St. Augustine Moe's is bringing us in a like a big giant game day burrito. Let me welcome Moe's. Yeah. Yes. Um, Kirk came up with this crazy oh good chowder that I am eating right now. I'm Ooh. so glad that some of it is still stuck in my mustache because I'll just suck it right I mean, off. This is amazing. Fantastic. I just kind of put that recipe together in my head and just said, you know, I've never done this before. And I had 10 pounds of shrimp. I pulled two and a half, three pounds out and just started working with it. And I was like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And ever, ever since Mike Hayes was sending me those pictures of the, of, from him being up at the Northeast and from, uh, what was the name of the bay that he was at? Gloucester? Yeah, he was like Boston, and then he was all these other places. Kirk, you pull up and, and yeah, I think I got it right. So anyway, he and he was sending me pictures, you know, lobster to yeah. this and lobster <laughs> that, and I'm and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, the one thing that I love about Boston and that Northeast, I love clams. Yeah, the clam chowder. Mm-hmm. I love. I mean, literally, I could eat my weight in clam chowder. Mm-hmm. And that's the white, right? The, the New white. England. Yeah, so white. That's exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of the red okay. chowder. I mean, it's okay, mm-hmm. but if I got a choice, right. I want to have a Definitely lighter white. Yeah. I want to have a lighter white, not like a real heavy, thick white, right? But a lighter white. So, Gloucester. He's in. That's what it says. Gloucester. Gloucester. Yeah. So. Kirk bringing in this little shrimp chowder. I mean, literally, it's ever since Mike's been sending me those texts this week, I've been thinking nothing but about desiring some clam chowder. Okay, okay some but, chowder. but the other thing that changes that is the weather. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the cool you, weather just sets it absolutely off. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what did it for me. I was like, yeah. I got to do something different, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, what, a couple of days ago we woke up and it was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And you, you remember the, the, the picture that I sent to you guys Earlier this week, when it when it was getting cool in the evenings, I mean, you start thinking about grilling. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! You know, Carrie did the bacon wrap, back venison backstrap. Yeah. By, way, oh by the way, God. was that fresh backstrap? Um, no, that was not fresh backstrap. Okay. I'm making room in the freezer for fresh backstrap. Okay, yes. nothing wrong with that. Yes, so no. I mean, yes. not at all. And, and this morning, uh, Gordon is cooking for the church. They have a funeral today. And so uh, we were able to parlay a portion, a little bit of that. I yeah. see. Wow. So uh, we got a little bit of Boston butt. We have some barbecue sauce. We have some rolls. Good I mean, Lord. Speaking of rolls, that's what we're going to do to get out of here exactly. this morning. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Shrimp chowder, pulled pork I sandwiches. Mean, I texted you guys and then two a burrito. weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. I said, Bo's. It's bringing breakfast. Text yeah. you guys yesterday. Yep. yep. Got it covered, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, so I walk in this morning and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like I look, like well, I said, I like I said during the break, man, this stuff are appetizers. It, hey, you almost lost your job. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Michael? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. He was here with us for two weeks. He and, and I was talking to him. He said He likes how we roll. <laughs> he said yeah, he's like, man, He I said, you know, I don't get up early in the mornings. And he said, I came in the first Saturday and I was a little nervous. And he said, Man, you guys were great. And he said, Man, you had all this food. And he said, the next week he said, I jumped up out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Yeah, I get to do the outdoors. So when I come in, he said, You guys got all this food. See, <laughs> that's how I roll. That's, that's why I make the chops, trip from Fleming. <laughs> Like, they, wow. they don't know how good you have it. That's Chris. right, man. I'm, I make that big commute, and I don't care a bit. 
I know, I know where it's my not bread like is. Some butter. of those uh, radio shows that get Chick Fil A, you know, or something. Right, like right, we're, right. We're, we're doing high dollar here. Yeah. All right, so we we got this um, link that somebody just sent us, and I, I got to read this to you guys because you guys know. Uh, and I tell you what, let's. I'm going to save this Toyota story because I got the Nimnik Yoda. I, I, I saw Yoda. That. I, 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 are you, did you see read that article? I didn't read the article, but I I, I saw the highlights. Okay, yeah. all right. We're, let's take Noel, yeah. and then we'll get Gary in before the break. Okay, uh, we'll do weather and the tides on in Other the next side. segment, and then we'll also share this uh, story that was shared with us about a barn find Toyota. Anyway, let's go talk to Noel this morning. Morning, Noel. Hey, good morning, fellas. Good morning. Man, I, I, man. I know you're surf fishing this morning. And I've been surf fishing every weekend since March. It's been just crazy good. That's awesome. I know. What a great, yep. great time of year it is to surf fish. I am loving this cool weather. Uh, you know, usually, you know, during the summertime, I'm starting my morning just 80, 82 already. So, yeah, this feels good. And the, and the mullet run is in full swing right now, guys. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mayport was a spectacle yesterday yeah. and the day before. Yeah, St. Augustine and, and um, I, I, I talked to uh, Captain Kenny Crawford out of Fernandina, and he said, man, he said, it is, it's on wow. up there. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's that time of year. I mean, it's going to last another four, five, six days to where, it, where it's this heavy. Mm-hmm. So, better yeah. take advantage of it. All right, so since it's happening right now, Noel, if somebody wants to go out and surf fish right now, give them give them a rig and and the the bait of choice. What they should do right now? Yeah, um, uh, two basic rigs. Uh, number one is a fish finder, and tie it really heavy because the the redfish they're not they're not afraid of eighty pound mono or hundred fifty pound steel. It they're just when they're feeding on these mullet, they're just going crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me, and. The other one is to tie a double dropper, and but tie it heavy. Um, I tie out of 60 and use five or seven-aught hooks and, you know, big sinker to keep it in place. But I've been trying to target these tarpon because they're showing up on the beach occasionally. So I'm preferring the, the double dropper rig tied out of 80, um, seven-aught circle hook, tie a loop knot in the end so that mullet will have more action. Mm-hmm. And... So far, I've only had one tarpon run. That lasted a total of like nine and a half seconds, but it was pretty <laughs> exciting. <laughs> but last week, um, I'm getting ready to hit the beach right now, and it's looking perfect. Um, last week, I had 20 casts and hooked up 20 times in a row. Wow. It was, it was just crazy between the, the bluefish and the jacks and three kinds of sharks and that tarpon. And when I say it was on, I mean, it looked it looked like a circus. It, it was uh, just crazy good. It is it's such an awesome time just to be down on the beach, man. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, just yeah. another little tip here, uh, because no, a lot of people don't know how to tie a rig. Uh, the captain's choice yep. uh, whiting rigs yep. are outstanding. Yep, and uh, you can buy them. They're at, available at Hagen Coastal Outfitters. Strike zone, strike zone. I mean, there's yeah, yeah. Uh, good way to just you know. Make it easy on yourself for some people that don't have the experience or the knowledge to tie. Oh, well, I mean, seriously, those you know those double loop rigs like that. Um, I had to learn how to tie them. I didn't know how to tie them. I had to learn recently. Yeah, you yeah. know. So it's it's sometimes it's just easier to go buy a couple of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yep. So no, no thanks, buddy. Yeah. Good luck. Good hearing from you. Give the guys, 
Can I give the guys one more tip? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Keeping your bait alive on the beach is hard. You know, it's going to, it'll be in the mid eighties today, but instead of using a five gallon bucket, I've been doing this for about 10 years now. The round igloo water coolers, mm-hmm. whether you use a five gallon or a 10 gallon, like I do, you drill a little hole up near the top so you can feed your air tube through it, put any kind of little hanger on the side of it. It keeps the water the same temperature it was when those mullet came out of the surf and you got the bubbles hitting it. It's amazing how much longer your bait will last if you keep the water cool. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's a great, a great tip. idea. That's a great idea. Yep, absolutely. All right, All right buddy. Thank you, Noel. Thanks, Noel. Now, let's get Gary in before we take a break. Let's squeeze him in. Morning, Gary. Good morning, gentlemen. How, how about chili? Are you guys chili fans? Venison chili, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. We don't we don't eat ground beef chili. I like white chicken chili. chili, too. Yeah, chili's good. Do you, I mean, do you like it spicy or regular? Or I don't like it too spicy. I like, I don't it, like both. it too spicy. It depends either. on I, the mood. I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Chris on that. I, I, yeah. yeah. I, I, sometimes I'm not, sometimes I'm not I like a, a little kick I'm in the face. I'm not a picky chili guy, you know? Um, right. I, I'm I'm picky because only one chili. Surprise! Surprise. Yeah, is hey, my hey, wife. listen, uh, Gary, Jeff, and I used to be um, uh, what were we? chili judges? Chili judges? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and, we're certified and, and, chili judges. We are it's certified, Northern, right? So, so, and and the first time that we went in there, this was at Claude Dolan Cadillac. This mm-hmm. was a big deal to them. I mean, oh, all wow. of their employees and and, and oh, and, a big and, chili and, and, and I believe there was. Cash involved? Somebody, the I winner, believe so. The winner got, you know, so so he, you know, we got a lot of stares at us. Wow. But it was Not a to mention bragging rights for a year, right? We right, right. But, but, yeah, exactly. But, Gary, here's the thing. Some of it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not you know, hardly like, edi- oh, like, edible, Kevin. I was like, oh, no. You can't do that to chili. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Mom, I loved her. Yeah. And she was a great cook, but her chili was terrible. <laughs> God bless you. I yeah. mean, it was real watery, and it was like, what is uh, this? Yeah, it can't Kevin, be watery. Kevin, yeah. Kevin is, is, is it worse that it's bad or that they think it's good? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, you know, uh, but but it was amazing how how logs and our, our tastes were the same for chili because whatever we would taste it, we'd both look at each other and go, that's that's really good, mm-hmm. you know, or, yeah. or, or oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, so, anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. It was, it was fun. We enjoyed doing it. That's that's getting fun to hear, uh, uh, guys. I have a question about uh, all the sharks, and why don't they order a coin? Is that done by the Fish and Game Commission? And why don't they do that? Won't that improve? Wouldn't that improve fishing with the amount of sharks? And now, isn't that what this area really needs right now? I don't know if they're going to do that. Sharks? You mean you actually harvesting of of the sharks? I don't think yeah. they're going to allow any harvesting. You know, right. we haven't seen. I haven't seen a shark boat in years. Have you, Kevin? No, I haven't either. No, used to that, see they, I used to see them behind the shrimp boats. We they would wait until the shrimp boats were dumped. And I haven't seen one in photo months. I mean, but wouldn't it improve conditions a lot better? I don't think so. Even... I don't, I don't, I don't no? think there's anything you could do to to, to improve it. I mean, there's. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how, how many are you going to call? A hundred? <laughs> that ain't going to. Yeah. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, it's not going to make a difference. Yep. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, Gary. All right. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. All right. We'll take a break. Uh, we come back. We will do a weather and a tides, I promise you, uh, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Wow. Hey, if you're uh, looking to improve your little piece of waterfront heaven, CNH Marine Construction, they do beautiful work. Uh, 
fact, uh, just this past week, uh, I got some pictures of some recent project that they had on the St. John's River. Unbelievable work. And uh, they've done so much work for me over the years when I was on the river. And I can tell you this, I wouldn't trust anybody else to do docks, bulkhead, boathouse, boat lifts. I would not. And because I've got friends who went out and got prices from other people. And then I said, all right, well, here, contact CNH Marine Construction and let me know what you think. <laughs> what do they always say? Thank how in you. the world do they charge only that much? Mm-hmm. And how good their work is. So CNH Marine Construction, go to the homepage of outdoorshow.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and you can click on the CNH Marine Construction link and find out how to contact them. All right, let's uh, do an updated weather forecast brought to you by the Bearded Pig. Best barbecue in Jacksonville. It's not even close. Brisket, oh my. The synopsis, high pressure over the southern states will briefly weaken today and will then be reinforced by another high-pressure center on Sunday and Monday. This high-pressure center will slowly shift off of the southeastern seaboard by late Tuesday, followed by a cold front dropping southward down the southeastern seaboard by late in the week. Uh, Swells from distant Hurricane Sam will likely arrive late in the week, so surfers get ready. Mm -hmm. Yep. Here what does that mean? Today, northeast winds around 10 knots, becoming east during the afternoon, seas 3 to 4 feet. Tomorrow, northwest winds 5 to 10 knots, becoming northeast around 10 knots in the afternoon, 2 to 3. Monday, northeast winds 5 to 10. And Tuesday, northwest winds around 5 knots. Tuesday night, southeast winds. Wednesday, southwest winds. And I guess that cold front will be rolling in right after that. Yeah. And good Good timing. Oh, for that too, beautiful because of that. Sam is a serious storm, mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, they're literally turn, that. That front's going to just turn it and thank God go towards Bermuda. I thank hope it goodness, from, yeah. Thank goodness because it's. Thank goodness. I think it's it's predicted to be a cat four in the next couple of days. Yeah. So I, we got a we got a, a link from somebody, and uh, pr- pretty neat stuff, and. You know, I've got the the Nimnik Yoda, uh-huh. which is which now it's at this it's at Tire Outlet right now. Oh, it is. Danny has it. Okay. So now it's getting to that where it's going to get the lift and the tires. Now that the Nimnik Chevrolet body shop has taken care of the Nimnik Yoda and they redid the interior, the, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Yes. So anyway, we get this story sent to us, and it's about a barn find, nineteen ninety three Toyota pickup. With 84 miles on it. Wow. Can you imagine? What? Yeah. Yeah. Like they drove it home to the store a couple times that I'm not driving anymore. What's the name of the guys? American Pickers? Yeah. I mean, this is what they call barn find. You know, they find something that's been tucked away for a long period of time and kind of forgotten about, and somebody discovers it. And uh, and have you guys seen... the some of the prices for, like, used pickups nowadays? Oh, yeah. Stupid. It's crazy. No, it is. We had that conversation on the boat yesterday. It's it's un, it's un, unreal. I mean, the, the, we yeah. know that the inventory at the dealerships, a lot of it is low, oh. and uh, so the demand is is ex- essentially exceeding the supply. So if supply and demand happens, you know, if the demand is high and the supply is low, the prices go up. So this particular, and for some reason, these late model Toyotas people love, mm-hmm. and I've got one. I love it. My, my Nimnik Yoda is one of my favorite vehicles. So this truck, somebody found, and it was found this past summer in a barn where it had been parked shortly after it was purchased. <laughs> okay. Um, 
the uh, four-cylinder truck has a stick shift and only 84 miles on the odometer. That's crazy. That is crazy. Making it the lowest mileage example of the pickup that is left. And what, what year is it? It is a 93 Toyota. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. That's one of those little ones. Yeah. 1993 yeah, little regular cab Toyota pickup. Two-seater. Yep, the two-seater with mm-hmm. the uh, stick shift. Okay. So what's it miles. worth? Well, I mean, things are worth what people will pay. Right. I, I, bidder. I, yep. They'll, they'll bid that one out. How much you want to bet? So they're saying that it, it was obviously barely driven. Uh, yeah, not in perfect condition. They said it has three dents. From things that had fallen on it in the barn, in the barn yeah, over the years. Sure. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, that's too. Far. Okay. All dents Cow on the top, it. none on the side. That's tire, tire rot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It says it has uh, obviously a fair amount of rust and corrosion, uh-huh. just because it's been sitting, but probably not terrible. Uh, they said the interior mint. Really? Absolutely. Oh, mint. I would have thought that. Yeah, rats, rats would have gotten and, in nope. there. Yeah. Wow. So obviously it was closed up, sealed up, and. Unreal. Nothing got in. Wow. The uh, obviously it has received a fair amount of attention. Uh, it says because uh, it is on uh, eBay. So whoever found it has decided to put it on eBay. So the bidding has driven it to right now forty thousand dollars, forty forty thousand five hundred dollars. My, goodness I think it'd be gracious. more than that. Oh, it's going to keep going. Oh, it's going yeah, to keep yeah. going. Yeah, I mean, I, sure. I would have thought 70 would have been my guess. Now, here's where the article, I think, is a little incorrect. It says, hey, while well, uh, if you look according to Edmonds, a normal one in that year yeah. would be worth around $2,000. No, I, that's I, not I, true. I totally disagree with that. Those, those Toyotas people love. I mean, and, and uh, I mean, especially in our area, mm-hmm. I mean, how many guys do you know? that love to go hunting, and they all want to have that older model Toyota pickup. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. My brother-in-law had one of those. Yeah. And he and he drove that thing till it had 300,000 miles on it. The mm-hmm. whole bed had rusted out. He used it as a uh, <laughs> uh, basically just a trash truck. It mm-hmm. ran his property. Right. You know, landscape. Just That's pretty that cool, though. Out. It is cool. Yeah. I mean, I – I, I, first of all, I'm a I'm a big fan of shows like American Pickers when they do those barn find oh, things. Yep, I love that kind of stuff. I, yeah, I, I, I do, do too. too. I mean, I, there's one gas station on 441 when you're going into Fargo. That old one on the right hand side, there's still a pump out there. Yes, two pumps out there. I, I the the Pawn Stars love that show, man. man. Pawn, I'm not a big fan of oh, the Pawn Stars. I, I just I love it when people bring. I, I love to place. see how much stuff yeah. is worth. You know the the uh, Antique Roadshow. Was awesome. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, but I, I the the, the Pawn Stars. It's I like Bob Ross. Too dram- dramatic. What's who's Bob, Bob Ross? Ross? The painter. I was just thinking about the you know um, you mentioned you mentioned these shows. Are you and, talking about the guy that sits there and paints and they put it on TV? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the happy little accidents. That, that, <laughs> okay. Well, because you said you, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned the the nope, appraisal that, thing, and I was like, well, that's on PBS. My no, that show that you're talking about, Chris, just yeah. goes to show you they will put anything <laughs> on TV. This <laughs> show right here will goes to show you they will put anything on the radio. Mm. Our show. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, we got to take a radio. break. Yeah. We got to take a break, and I swear we're going to do a weather and a tides. We're going to do both of them. Like, want me to do a tides real quick? Yeah, do a tides real quick. Yeah, sure. All right, let's do a tides report brought to you by Angie Subs. Uh, this week, uh, 
with a tear out of town, Taylor and I, of course, what did we do? Of course. Dinner time. Hey, that What's wrong with that? Box macaroni and cheese. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was the first night. Second night, Angie's. Uh, uh, what would you like to have, sir? Um, French everything. fries for two. Ha- can I have everything? Yeah. <laughs> and then we got subs. And literally, by the time we got done eating French fries, she's like, Daddy, I'm almost full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I bet. And so she ate, ended up eating half her sub. And then she was so fired up because her leftover half sandwich from Angie's, she was able to take the, to school for lunch the next day. Perfect. She was thrilled. Nice. Anyway, uh, the tides for today, and we're going to do the Mayport, Mayport Bar Pilot Dock. At 12.14 p.m., it's a high tide. That's a 5.20. At 6.18 p.m. this evening, the low tide is going to be a 1.35. And then tomorrow, 6.14 a.m. is your low tide. That's a 1.16. Tide support brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. And don't forget about the Grom at the Beach where the famous hammered pig sandwich resides. Pounded out breaded pork sandwich with coleslaw. Ooh, so good. All right, we come back. Uh, somebody that I think might have been playing fun a little bit with some pictures and some fish yeah. and law enforcement. Mm-hmm. But let's not discount the fact that it's possible that it may have been legitimate, understanding I, the source. I, I, well, it, first right, of all, well, let's first off, I said the same thing, so we'll find out. We'll find out. Yep. Okay, we're, we're talking about Captain Leon Dana. There was a picture with some law enforcement folks and people with yep. fish. We're going to find out if somebody got arrested right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Coastal Equipment, New, New Kings Road and in McClenny, your home of Kubota, Gravely Zero Turn Mowers, Hot Seat Pressure Washers, and all the steel power equipment, you know, the chainsaws and blowers and edgers and weed eaters, all that good stuff. And Coastal Equipment has the full line of the attachments to go along with all the three-point accessories and hitches and hey, end loader pieces. You question for you. Um, do they work on stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, so if you have a chainsaw or something like that, do they work on that kind of stuff? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah. I don't know if they do or not. I don't know. That's why I, I, Well, I'm going to find out okay. right now. How about I'll that? Find out because I, I, I was. I mean, I've got some stuff that needs to needs a little work. Needs a little work, and All I mean, right. I, you know, I trust those guys, and and you know, sometimes, Kirk, you and I've been through this small engine guys. I mean, I you know, yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot of them out there that are good people, but oh yeah, I've never had a lot of luck. Yeah. So I was just curious. All right. By the way, the uh, the post uh, on the uh, outdoor show, Nimnik Outdoor Show Facebook page and Instagram page this morning. With the uh, welcome to the Nimnik family of dealerships outdoor shows live now, that picture is great. It's great. Classic, isn't it? I saw that. I was cracking up. It's a Corona commercial. It is a total Corona commercial. (laughs) And if you're wondering what we're talking about, first of all, go to our Facebook page, like it while you're there. Uh, If you're on Instagram, you can follow us on Instagram, The Outdoor Show. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kirk took this picture. And essentially what it looks like is somebody that uh, decided to go on like an island camping trip somewhere on the intercoastal yeah. and grabbed a couple pallets and made like a little hut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what was the name of the Tom Hanks movie that... that uh, Wilson? When he was hanging out with Wilson? Castaway. 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 Yeah. This looks yeah. like mm-hmm. Wilson and Tom Hanks' hangout. Mm-hmm. With the full moon in the background. Yeah, it's yeah, a I great was doing picture. A, yeah, yeah. Doing an echo tour on Wednesday. <laughs> 
and all they want to do is get shark's teeth and ride around. So I just rode around. I love around. it. That's awesome. four hours. I want, oh. I want to do more of those. Me too, but I it want was to like, do more of this those. is great. Did yes. you find any shark's teeth? Oh, they found shark's teeth. They found seashells. I took them all over the place, man. Okay. They were all over the place. And you know what? I'm telling you right now, if anybody ever wants to do that on my boat, and they want to go up to Guana and share some history, some cool stuff, I'll do that. Yeah. All day, man. I mean, you can take them down to the fort. Yeah. You know. Sp- uh, the Spanish well. Spanish well. I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's so many things that, that's, uh, that are so cool. You know, take yeah. them back up in the different creeks and show them all uh, yeah. the roseate spoonbills. And, and, and go up there and show them where Dad and I built a fence across the marsh. Right, still, well, you guys can, there. somebody yeah. can choose to go do all the eco-tour with you, mm-hmm. or somebody wants to go on a tour of the law enforcement folks, and then uh, they call Captain Leon Dana. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Let's go talk to Captain Leon. Day to find out what in the world's going on what in the wild world of sports is going on boys so, so uh yesterday this picture goes up on our facebook page and it looks totally photoshopped mm-hmm. but i've now seen video evidence that proves that it is not <laughs> leon are you calling from the pokey i am you know what you're only allowed one phone call and i trust you and you guys call a lawyer for me after Jeez, I get off the air? Thanks a lot. Oh, that'd be That's a great yeah. picture. We, we Leon shared it with us, and we put it up on our Facebook page yesterday. And you got two fellows in the front of your boat, and they're uh, posing, holding two beautiful redfish. Mm-hmm. And then behind them, in the backdrop, is... Uh, four of our finest. And Absolutely. Look, we, 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 we're big supporters of uh, our law enforcement community. And it looks like it is the uh, Fish and Wildlife Commission boat with four guys in it. And I was like, holy cow, they called in extras to deal with Leon. <laughs> and they got four in a boat. Yeah. Uh, Kevin and I, and I'm sure the guys up north are all good friends with the uh, local uh, law enforcement to work our areas. And uh, the uh, runner of the boat that day was Officer Harris. And he looked like he had four of his uh, newbies uh, for the area or they're just getting a feel. And he had them out running the area and we had just doubled up and brought in two over slots and he was coming underneath the bridge just as I saw him. Of course, the dark side of me goes, Oh, I see a good photo op. <laughs> and I said, Kurt, hold still, don't move, turn the boat sideways. You two stand right there, hold the fish up. And I took a couple quick snaps and I went, and I looked at the photo, I went, oh, that turned out better than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent that all out to all my law enforcement friends. I said, hey, y'all need to keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's, uh, he's trouble. Believe me, I sent the pictures immediately to Kurt and said, I know you're going to love this smile. <laughs> he enjoyed great. them too, absolutely. That that's fantastic. A, a good Photoshop moment for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was but, that's uh, a great picture. And, and literally, I don't. It, it's, it's so clear. Yes. That it does kind of look photoshopped. I, I, I'm telling you, when Leon sent it to me, I said, "Yeah, I, we would post that," but it said it's totally photoshopped. And then he sent me the video, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah so if, that's real. <laughs> yeah, that's real." So, if you folks, if uh, if you want to check it out, go to our Facebook page or follow us on Instagram, and you can check this picture out. It's it's classic. I, by the way, I think classic I saw Leon. those four, four guys. They were gathered in Guana soon after. Probably, probably so. Yesterday, yeah, afternoon. So. Anyway, we just getting around. Yeah, yeah they're working their way around. So anyway, that's cool. How's the fishing been? You know, it's been it's a tale of two tides. That's exactly the best way to say it. That's true. Tale um, of two tides. Bait migration totally going on. Uh, my my girlfriend's son yesterday came home just jumping around, uh, 
Kurt telling me about how thick the mullet were in the, in the surf down by the poles getting blown up. And, you know, Kevin and I are seeing mullet definitely moving around also in the, in St. Augustine area, because that's where I go this time of year. And just like Kevin and I have been talking about, especially on Thursday nights, you know, we got an incoming tide in the morning and we're having to work extra hard just to pick through the fish, you know, just to get something of quality. And when that tide turns to go out, it's just like everyone's switch. belly up at the bar. Yeah. I mean, it's Katie Bar, bar the, yeah, it's wide open. Yesterday, I, I stayed late because I was dying to see what would happen at that tide turn because Kevin was like, Leon, you have to see this. And hog leg mullet, and I mean the ones from your elbow past the end of your middle yeah. index finger. Yeah, I saw We're something just like getting that. murdered. Just a murder Ooh. session going on. Ooh, I, I mean, caught a whole cooler full of them. You know, I thought they were going to rip the net. They were so big. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and man, those, those fish, they, it's amazing they eat those big old things. Those tarpon yeah. sharks were just blowing up on them yep. like crazy. Unbelievable. Yes. It was so funny because mm. I was right next to a school yesterday. I went, look at those tarpon. Look at that shark. And my client goes, what shark? And all of a sudden, that big 100-plus pound black tip blasted completely out of the water. And I went, that one. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Yeah, I had a and client yesterday. Tim Soul caught a bull shark up the river um up near white shell that i guarantee mm-hmm. it was eight nine feet long that had to weigh 300 pounds oh my word I, oh please I mean, tell me we got photos of that oh yeah it was, it was giant i was like good god how about how about our uh our good buddy captain ricky purpore huh that was kind of cool Ooh, yeah yeah, that yeah was... i didn't catch where, where he caught that one at well he had a a, a, a last minute trip for for yesterday and you know he's obviously got a much bigger boat than we do he's got that 31 contender, and they wanted to go shark fishing. Right. So, I mean, he's like, hey, I, <laughs> we know where we go catch sharks. Just go to Nine Mile where they've been eating all of our kingfish. And I guess he – and I, I really don't know what he was using for bait, but whether it was a big mullet or whatever. He dropped it down there to to catch those sharks and caught a giant goliath. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A beautiful, yeah. beautiful one. How, what, what, what do you think? How big? 150? I, I shouldn't say giant. I mean, oh, that is a big that's fish. That's huge. Are you kidding well, me? That's a stud, man. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that was that was really cool. I mean, how do you get it up off the bottom? Oh, dude, he had... Uh, he has the tackle. He, he does. He's, he has it. When he, he must was, have been targeting that. No, he was. He was targeting yeah, those yeah, big yeah. bull sharks. Is yeah, what okay. He was, oh, that's okay. what he was trying to... I mean, he's got the, the, the bent rods, you know, with the... the I mean... 130s. Yeah, 130. Yeah, I would, I would, you know, the one video that I think is really cool is when you see, and this would be cool to actually get this video somewhere around us with all the sharks that we've been seeing, is to see somebody catch a shark, you know, like a three footer, and then have that Goliath come up and just inhale them. Well, I did, yeah, I mean, it, that happens. It, it, we, oh, like, heck yeah. You've seen a video of that, right? Yes, I've, I've seen a video. Yeah, of that. that's, that's like wow yeah. moments. Yeah. Yeah. Leon, thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure, and y'all have a great morning. Yeah, thank you, Leon. Thank you, too. Leon. All right, let's take a break. Um, we come back. We're going to do an LV Hires, Inc. gear tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Yeah. Oh, sale prices. <laughs> 
Premium servant. Uh, welcome back Tire to the uh, Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across our area. And if you have a business or a job site that needs fuel to continue to operate, there's only one place to go. Uh, they have an experienced staff. They've got uh, all the trucks delivered on time. So your operation is uninterrupted. So just uh, go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. Who came up with this one this week? Carrie. Huh? Carrie. Carrie did? Okay. Yeah. I was wondering where that came yeah. from. Yeah. And this is as simple as it gets. And, I, and she goes, you know, you might want to use this as a gear tip. And I went, look, it's a lid. They're and the I, best tips are the simple ones. Yeah, and, and this just made way too much sense to me. So when somebody gives you, because I, you know, I bring you guys mustard or, or, or Kirk, bring stuff in, in, a, in a sealed jar, those those metal lids that, that are on there, they're really uh, uh, unusable after after you open it up and break mm-hmm. the seal mm-hmm. and, and, and get them back on like like jellies or anything like that. Well, they'll stick. Too. So Carrie showed me this this uh, these leak proof lids that you replace those lids with. And I went. So you can replace them like when you can, or you can replace them after you open them up. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they're made by Ball, which makes them the jars. The jars to begin it, it, with. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Where'd she find them at? I, you know what? I have I have no idea. I'll be very honest with you. Probably it's got to be Amazon. I mean, but you know, I, but but I thought uh, you know because she Carrie loves to, to to you know to store stuff. I mean, she all the time. Kirk, those are those are your so banana are those, peppers. Are those? I was going to say oh, really? are those worms. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are your your, your peppers that, awesome. that, that you gave us. Yeah, awesome. and, and that's her and, mustard. And that's her mustard. Oh, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Just like I said, this is so simple, but it's like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. What are the what are the lid, uh, lids made of? They plastic. It's plastic. Plastic. Okay. Yep. So it's a new replacement lids for the ball canning jars. Uh-huh. Okay. Which for years they've always been two pieces in metal. Now you can get these replacement lids that are made of plastic, which are much better than the old metal ones. Some people would say there's nothing better than the metal ones, but try it, but, maybe. But, but, you know, the, the the thing about the metal ones is you have to use them to seal. Mm-hmm. All right? Whenever you break the seal, you know, the, those those metal lids, they're, they're a pain. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're two-piece. Yeah. So now you, you actually have a, a lid that, that fits the ball jars. It says, uh, I'm looking at the label, airtight. And freezer safe, perfect for storage and on the go. Wide mouths, uh, BPA free, all lids. So you could use them and replace the metal lids all together yes. when you originally can. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's your LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. All right, let's go to the phone lines and uh, two of our favorites on hold Top Gun and Lester. Let's go to Top Gun first. He's been on hold the longest. What's going on, buddies? Morning, Top Gun. Morning, Top Gun. Hey, I'm going to use this opportunity today to vent, if that's all right, because I need to vent. Okay. okay. First of all, I'd like to say that uh, if the Jags lose every game, I'm still going to be a Jags fan. Now, I don't know as much about football as probably Lagerman. But uh, I watch these other pro teams. I don't just watch the Jags. 
and they got four or five of these teams that are good. They got four or five players on offense that you go, wow, what a block. Wow, what a catch. And they got four or five players on defense that'll bust your head wide open. <laughs> the Jags have maybe two. Get some players. We need players. <laughs> it's frustrating. We haven't had players since you played. We haven't had a tight end since Big Cal Brady would catch that ball over the middle no, and Mar- run right over you. Mercedes Lewis. I'm fixing to go crazy redneck up in here. We we let him go to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Stupid. <laughs> then, then. Tell us how you really feel now. Yeah, then all week I'm hearing about Penn State and Auburn. Mm. And Penn State has got whiteout night. And I'm like, what the what? Whiteout night? So I'll tune into that game because I want to see what that's all about. Really good game. Turn on the game. And all the Penn State fans are sitting up there in painting uniforms like they're fixing to go paint a house <laughs> and, and white and white pom-poms waving them. Well, that's I said, oh, whiteout night. They're all wearing, wearing white. And then Penn State comes running out on the field and they got blue jerseys on. <laughs> what the what? <laughs> if you're going to have whiteout night, you got to wear all white. <laughs> That's a good point. I never thought of that. <laughs> and, and, right. and second of all, they've got the ugliest uniforms in college football. Oh, no, they, they do plain, plain Jane, they got a white helmet that they can't put Nittany Mountain on or a Nittany Line or P.S. I Love You or nothing. <laughs> it's a plain white, They're ugly right. ass helmet. There's beauty in, supli- in simplicity. <laughs> Dang, man. It's and, a plain and, and, white, and was, ugly ass helmet. <laughs> If I was a top high school recruit, best wide receiver in the country, uh-huh. and State called me to go to school there, I'd say, Coach, thanks for the call, but you got to change them uniforms if I'm coming there because I'm not playing in them. You, I you, want something that looks you, you You want to be styling. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay. At least a cool helmet. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I then like I got – Look, I'm a fan of Penn State's unis. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I think they look great. They're classic. They're unchanged. There's something yeah, about unchanged. simplicity yeah. and tradition that there I like. Yeah. yeah, there you go. They're hey, 75 hey, years old. Top Top Gun, here's, here's a funny story. At Virginia, when George Walsh got hired, and I believe it was 1982, mm-hmm. the first thing that he did was change UVA's uniforms to look like Penn State. Really? Yep. Went oh to the God. no he- emblems on the helmet, and then uh, uh, went to the – the stripe going down the middle, mm-hmm. and that was it until his son finally talked him into doing something different. And then his son was the one that came, came up with the V, with the v and then the, the crossing uh, yep. swords underneath of it. But yeah. for years, we looked like Penn State at UVA. And I just wanted to say uh, congrats to the Florida Gators. They didn't win the game, but they hung in there tough. I'm proud of them. And the best part of the game was to see those Roll Tide fans with their crimson towels. Uh, instead of waving them around up in there, they were wiping the sweat off their face because they thought they were going to go down. <laughs> I loved it. And the Florida Gators play the mighty Tennessee Balls tonight at 7. Hope they can come back and keep uh, keep it rolling. And did you boys know that the uh, toothbrush was invented in Knoxville, Tennessee? 
No, I did not know uh, that. No. no. If it had been invented anywhere else, it had been called a teeth brush. LTS, <laughs> baby! <laughs> <laughs> Now, I ain't never heard that one before. That That's hilarious. <laughs> How many people are going to be using that joke today now? <laughs> oh, that was great. Wow. That was a great one. Oh, he was rolling. <laughs> he was rolling. Oh, my. One, oh, two. Oh, man. All right, let's oh, take a break. Dude, let's, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we need Lester. to. And Good then we'll gosh. come back and talk to uh, Lester right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. So your uh, brother-in-law's <laughs> have his trailer in your driveway because you have a little more acreage than he does, and you don't have an HOA, and he does. And you're like, dude, you got to Come on, man. It. Help a brother-in-law <laughs> out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, eventually it's going to be like, hey, you, you really need to move this trailer. Take it somewhere. So now at least you have a solution. Stackmstorage.com. Give them a call. They'll come out. They'll pick up the trailer, put it in dry storage, do a five-point inspection, grease bearings. I mean, they'll take care of your trailer when you need it back, or when your brother-in-law mm-hmm. needs it back. They'll they'll bring it out to you. You don't have to go pick it up. They'll 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 bring the trailer to you. What's wrong with that? It's awesome. Nothing, awesome service. Nothing wrong with that. Stack M the letter M storage dot com. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go to Lester uh-huh. on the phone line here this morning on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Morning, Lester. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> man, I am. Tur- I told y'all, brothers, I'm turning over a new leaf, man. What's that? Eight o'clock hour, brother. Yeah. yeah. He, and he sounds bright eyed and bushy tailed, yeah. too. I am done with being put on restrictions, and I want me a teeth brush. <laughs> that, dude, that is, I mean, that was a good one. That, oh, man. I almost hung up and called and told my dad that <laughs> oh boy I said, like i said there's gonna be a lot of folks using that joke to, for, throughout the day yeah that is money but uh, <laughs> i uh, <clears throat> there's been a couple missed this morning i i talked to my dad before i called y'all and uh, uh t-bone missed and tyler's missed this morning uh dose with the bow oh yeah yeah that happens that's bow hunting yeah but uh uh, we planted a cut, which y'all know, uh, we planted about three weeks ago and, uh, we, uh, we do that buck, uh, sugar beet and, uh, and that buck forage oats right. and turnips. And, uh, I mean, I've told y'all before about turnips. I, I don't know what it is, man, but we get them when that winter gets real hard, man. They get, they go to hammering and turnips. Yeah. I saw that out and, in uh, South Dakota year before last we went out there and he had planted those doggone turnips they were as big as doggone baseballs man oh they did and and they'll just bite a chunk out of them you know it's just it's weird and they it's almost like how they do persimmons you know you they they'll they won't mess with them won't mess with them and all of a sudden boom they'll be everywhere you know biting chunks out of them yeah it's crazy but uh anybody hunt this week no i didn't i didn't go up lester i mean seriously Carrie and I were packed to leave on Saturday, and Roger was up there, and mm-hmm. he's like, dude, it, it's raining, it's muggy, uh, there's no wind, 
And it was supposed to do that for, for three days, you know, uh, yeah. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And I was like, you know what? There's there's some great football on. And, yeah, forget and, this. And, and, and not only that, but I was looking at the, the 15-day forecast for mm-hmm. this weekend, and yeah. it, it's like, okay, now it's time to get in a tree. That's right. Yeah. It's well, that's why everybody, you know, all my family went this morning, you know, finally got a little breath of cool air, and everybody hit a tree this morning, you know. Yeah. Everybody's taking root. But, uh, you know, I haven't heard anything on the text line other than two misses. So. Two, oh, <clears> but, there's uh, been two misses this morning? Two misses, yeah. Uh, T-Bone missed one and uh, Tyler now, uh, they, missed. Anybody using a crossbow? No, these are all. Oh, vertical I'm, 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 I might be getting me a crossbow. I don't know why not. Yeah, you're going to love it if you, you hunt with one y'all, one time. Y'all, Jeff, y'all were talking, uh, remember last week when we talked about, uh, you know, Decatur County, uh, the, uh, yeah. where uh, Joe and them are, they're, they're included in that extra boat yep. hunt in here. I'm, I'm thinking seriously about getting me one, too. Yeah. I know. Uh, Kirk, Kirk has one. Roger has one. And, and um, I mean, I've, I've, I've shot his. and. It's it's unbelievable, man. Oh man, it's, it is. Well, it really it, is. And, and you know, you don't have to spend that that mega money anymore, like for the ten point. You know, the style. You know, no, 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 no. Three hundred twenty five bucks to buy to the bone with. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, everybody, ought to look into that. I, I mean, every time I, I go in the strike zone and I go back there, somebody's got one laid on the counter. They've sold yeah. a lot of crossbows, man. Yeah, yep. and and you know, uh, n- not to uh, be the one talking, but uh, uh, Jeff and 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 Kurt and and Kevin, y'all know. I remember when when younger in our younger days of them coming out with crossbows, the short bolts, the thirteen and fourteen inch bolts, had no accuracy at all. It had to be the twenty two, you know, the twenty two, twenty three inch bolt. Now, them thirteen, fifteen inch bolts are money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, accuracy. Well, the whole technology of the crossbow has evolved. Well, it's once in, once in, they started oh, once they started legalizing them in, in states, all of a sudden, all these bow manufacturers they're like, yep. "Oh, we we gotta we gotta ramp this up." Because I mean, an old yeah. crossbow, I'm I, I'm even gonna say ten years ago was okay. Yeah. I mean, in the last right. ten years, the technology. Right. I mean, the, the these these little big tiny time. crossbows now, man, are awesome. Oh, they're big deadly. time. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and you know it was so. I remember. Uh, Barnett had one, you know, with the 13, and man, they were all over the, you know, you had to actually use a big box to get, you know, find out where the arrow was shooting. Yeah. And uh, only your only your crossbows, that's like the 10 point with the 22, 23 inch bolt, had more accuracy, you know, for, with the fletchings and all, but the short ones had no accuracy at all. Now, man, I shot one at another place. Good Lord, guys. I mean, I was drilling at 50 yards. I was like, whoa, yeah. this is nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, Roger yeah. and I were, um, were over, over Labor Day weekend. Um, Lester, you know, we were going through all of our stands, right? And, we, and we, we were, he's like, hey, we need to go check these ladder stands. And, and I said, well, you know, all these bow stands, we need to get those checked first. And he goes, he goes, bro, he goes, I'm shooting a crossbow. I can sit in the ladder stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And I went, okay, you're right. That makes that makes sense. I mean, you know, a, Amen, a, a double ladder stand for me on a tree is just not it's not conducive really for for shooting a vertical bow. Mm-hmm. You know, right, right. But but right. a crossbow, it's perfect. You put yeah. it on, you know, put it on the rail and put it on the rail. Look through the scope. Yeah, fifty yards. You're, you're oh man, you're 
Yeah. Well, maybe we'll all have a story to tell uh, at the end of the year. Might be. A good story. A good story, yeah. Yeah, yeah one, of them, one of them mossy backs with a crossbow. <laughs> Woo-hoo! All right, guys, see you. See you. See you. Thanks, Lester. Lester. Yeah. Can't believe he actually is getting up early now. I know, he sounds it's gotten good. Into he, him. Did, he was all, I mean, he sounded much better than, than the 945 Lester. You think? He sounded frosty. I mean, yeah. way better. Give him a chance. Yeah. No, next week, we'll call back at 955. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's like it's our fault. We got to leave at ten o'clock. Well, I mean, <laughs> look, you do it one time. Don't pat pat yourself on the back. Right, right. I mean, uh, is that the, oh the, boy? Is that the first time that he's done that? No, he's done uh, it a couple uh, yeah, times. Yeah, I think it's maybe the second or third. Yeah, maybe in like how yeah. many years? But yeah, twenty three. Uh, but yeah. But that being said, this definitely was the best he sounded. Yeah. At this time, Did you so, think he's popping bennies in the morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, whatever coffee. gets you going. Look, he's a coffee you, guy. You know, hey, it's all about the show. He's, he's got he's his that black car, coffee. Okay. <laughs> oh, maybe Lester's, you know. Maybe Marsha's Woo-hoo! taking the whip to him, you Woo! know. <laughs> <laughs> or, or three cups Woo! of coffee. That yeah, would do it to Lester, yeah, something too. Something like that. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. That would. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll go we're a little early. Good. And, uh,. When we come back, it's good because we've been late every other one. I know. It's sometimes it's good to be early. Good Yes to be yesterday uh, I took the kayak out <laughs> and uh, and I got I gotta compliment somebody on on a boat ramp. Oh yeah. I mean awesome experience that I had yesterday. Oh really? don't listen, Leon's cringing right now. I know. Cringing. Should I not tell the story? Well not gonna tell the story. Oh, you're totally gonna tell uh, yeah. the story. Now yeah. you gotta tell it. Yeah. I gotta, gotta tell. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta. I gotta tell. I'm not gonna give away location. You can't tease oh, okay. it and then not tell. Location? No, I'm not gonna give away spot. Okay. I'm just, you know, just general idea. But I mean, I'm right. gonna compliment the area and the. I mean, just I, w- I wish we had. It's because you don't want anybody there now, either. I know. <laughs> well, I'm at the point now. Like, <laughs> now, now he knows what we go through. Yeah, See, right. yeah. well, we hedge our bets. Yeah. And this it, is a know? problem now because now you're building expectations. Right. Right. Well, but, see, but, that's the one good thing about the kayak now is that. You can get off of the beaten path a little bit more. You know, we need a grease pencil so we can write on these plexiglass boards here. <laughs> Double standard. Wait, what, Jeff wants to know our spots, but he won't tell us his. Oh, that's what yeah. yeah. oh, I've always yeah, told you mine. I used to love those X's calls. and O's up here. Hey, hey Jeff, it's um, check that box. You know, it, I'm going in the river tomorrow. You know, uh, somewhere uh-huh. somewhere between the Fullerwarn and 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 you know Buckman. <laughs> Do you, is there any places I should no? Nah, you know, uh, you really, point. Dead. Yeah, I, if I was you, I'd pretty go dead. north or south of that. Yeah. <laughs> pretty dead. Pretty dead. Yeah. <laughs> pretty close. <laughs> Three miles is close enough for you guys. Y'all can figure it out. Uh, yeah. You know that dock? Yeah. 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 yeah they There's tore it down. Yeah. <laughs> Disrepair. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. one with the nails. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it wasn't a C&H construction, so yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah it's a wooden boat house, yeah, yeah. with the tile roof, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, 904-6401-1010 <laughs> right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's one of those happy songs. Great song. Did you start knocking your head? Yeah, start <laughs> no, no, the bobblehead. And, and, and your wife goes, would you please quit that? I bobblehead. <laughs> so you do it more, right? Start singing in your car. And she goes, "Shut up! Oh, you're killing me!" No, I love it. So I did you did, did, did you see one of the replies on Kirk's picture? No. 
Okay, that it'll remind you of us doing the bobblehead thing. It's Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, classic. I did see that. The GIF? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's it's classic. Awesome. <laughs> classic. Uh, we got a good picture from David. Uh, David sent us a picture of a really nice buck off of his stealth cam. Um, Not a bad buck. Might, might need another year. Yeah, he needs another year. Uh, John's always sending us good stuff. <laughs> he sent us. Somebody drove a Jeep off of a boat ramp or something or put put it in a pond, and it literally is completely floating, covered up uh, in worst. algae and scum. <laughs> that that would be a good secret spot to uh, yeah, maybe dump that Jeep offshore. Mm-hmm. Yep, it would be. Anyway, um, yesterday – Wanted to go early in the morning yesterday. I wanted to take the kayak out and go early in the morning, but I had a few things to do, so I couldn't. Okay, and so Kirk, here we go. Listen. I'm listening. I'm writing. Uh, no, no, I'm, no, I got no, my no, notebook no, out. Listen, I'm writing notes right the, now. So the first thing he does when he launches, okay, is who's he Two call? things. One, no, no, no. Two. <laughs> oh, two, 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 things, two, okay. two things. Because uh, I, on my way, I called Gordon. Okay. And I said, hey, i um, going to launch over there because there's a there's a really cool – Kayak launch mm-hmm. back in Nocatee. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's a, uh, uh, it's got nice facilities. It's got a bathroom. Um, and it's not like a boat ramp because it's not It's concrete. not a boat ramp. No, it's a kayak launch. Yeah, yeah, it's a kayak launch. Larry and I used to go down there and sight in the 22s. Yeah. Right there. Is that right? Yep. So I, I go there, and I've been there before just to, like, I actually rode my bike down there mm-hmm. and, and saw it. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, this is cool. Yeah. And the road going back there is a little rough, but it's fine. I don't yeah. care. And get back there, and and there were some ladies, uh, retired ladies, looked like that they were on a little kayak trip. You know, it looks like that they do this fairly often, mm-hmm. and they're p- pulling out. And as I was trying to launch, and I said, "All right, cool." So uh, I talked to Gordon. I was, you know, I haven't fished Pine Island area in a long time. I mean, long time, long time. Yeah. But I did remember the one bank that we remember. I brought yep. up to you. I yep. said, "Yeah, I remember where that yep. is." And I think I caught a trout top water there years ago that was big. Mm-hmm. I mean, really big. And I haven't fished pine out. I mean, I used to fish there a lot back in the in the nineties. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, so when I got on the water, I started heading across, and I was just going to go and kind of make the loop around Pine Island. And, and the water's high, so I figured, you know, maybe I'll get a trout, maybe a redfish around the marsh areas. And and I said, you know what? Let me call Kevin. So I called you, Kevin, and said, hey, here I am, and. You got any suggestions? And you gave me a couple suggestions. And I said, well, I don't know if I want to go that far because I was thinking it would be kind of far. But then I said, after I hung up the phone with you, I kept kind of kept going, kept fishing. And I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there. You mm-hmm. know, the boat traffic doesn't seem to be that bad because it was, was going to require me to be out into the intercoastal yep. for a little bit. And uh, and I head to where you had talked about. And uh, and I'm on my way there, I throw out a rod to the right and throw out a rod to the left and start trolling. Mm-hmm. Man, there said, you go. Why not? I mean, why not? I'm, I'm pedaling. You know, I'm a kayak. Why not yeah. troll a little bit? Got a couple lady fish, mm-hmm. right, on the troll. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then I get back in the creek and uh, that uh, the Kevin had, had suggested or the area that he suggested, and I start fishing. And I and I and one of my favorite baits that I started throwing down in uh, uh, Sanibel Captiva and – uh, what was that? Was uh, the place that Matt Lachey that we were down mm-hmm. this past year? It's a little paddle tail gulp and it's white, and I like throwing it on this one particular jig head that I got, and and it's 
got a really good action, and I try to throw it on like an eighth ounce or even less. And mm-hmm. that would, it kind of darts, and then it floats a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started throwing that once I got back in the creek and had a nice trout and then caught, you know, another couple lady fish that were back in there, caught another trout, and then I had a nice flounder, you know, 13, 14 inches somewhere mm-hmm. in there, and I, I, and I wasn't going to keep any fish. I was like, man. And all of a sudden I keep working, all of a sudden – Something heavy, and, and I said, that's got to be another flounder. I stick it and fight it. And it's like, you know, pulling the kayak around yeah. a little bit. I'm like, this is awesome. And I get him up, and I net him, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, good this, one. Is, this is a really good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one ain't going back. That ain't going <laughs> Three barrels in them got me. Man, that one right there can feed Two me people. and Tara and Taylor for dinner. Yeah. Just one fish. Stuff that with crab meat. Mm-hmm. So I, I had – on the back of the kayak, I had one of those Yeti soft-sided coolers, and I had put in one of those freezer packs mm-hmm. that we had done as a gear tip, and I uh, had my Gatorades and snacks in there, and I, so it was actually perfect. The flounder went yes. right in there and went between the side wall of the bag and then that, that uh, ice uh, mm-hmm. pack. Perfect. And I was like, sweet. And, uh, and I don't know, how big do you think that was? Um, Ballpark, picture-wise. Uh, the, uh, the, just the quick picture that I saw, three pounds? Okay. Yeah. Um, And I and I, I got to pull this picture up because I, I took a picture. Yeah, it was a good And one. I don't know if I showed it to you or not with uh, when I took one with Taylor, but here's a, a better picture of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's – Yeah, yeah that's three, 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 three and a half pounds. Three, three and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a really nice flounder. Yes. And, and uh, it's one of the bigger flounders that I've caught recently. Mm-hmm. And so That's a good one. So it's great, too. man. I, 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 and here's what I wanted to say. Whoever did that little kayak launch right there, there's kind of two components to it. There is a rubber kind of um, system that they lay down to where it's not like solid rubber. It has like a – it's almost like uh, expanded metal. You know how they have – when you have metal on like a rack system, you have just pieces of metal, and then there's just air, so it's like almost – pockets well they had that like out of rubber so that's like if somebody was going to back maybe a small trailer down right that's the trailer's on top of that Mm -hmm. well next to that is like a um manufactured mat of some kind and the mat is really it's slick like if you drag a kayak on it Mm -hmm. but for walking it's not slick So, literally, you can put your kayak on that thing and literally just slide it right down or slide it up and out of the water and walk on it bare feet, and it's smooth as all can be, and it's not getting barnacled up or anything like I mean, that is a fantastic – I mean, as far as, like, kayak launches go, that is the one of the best kayak launches I've seen. Mm. It's awesome. That nice. with, with that little mat system and all of that, I mean, it, it was tremendous. I want you to uh, start venturing down to Pellicer Flats. Which is – Favorite dikes. South, yeah, you need to go south there. of yeah. St. Augustine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that you got to take those yaks down there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, got, I mean that's look. I mean that's the beauty of that thing. You try new places and mm-hmm. and it makes you fish harder where you're at because mm-hmm. it's not like you're gonna okay man let's yeah. pull the trolling motor up and right. haul butt to the next spot. You don't. I mean you're you're there. You got to fish it, mm-hmm. and and you fish an area harder. And I, I I'm really looking forward to getting the other kayak because we're buying another one and the one that I'm in now. It's Terra's. So I'm, I'm using Terra's now, so I'm waiting to get the uh, the one that we've got coming in is going to be a little bit bigger. You and, got the Porsche uh, coming in. No, the one that I'm in now is the Porsche. That thing's fast. Right. I mean, this pedal kayak that I'm in now, it's the it's the it's the 120 salty. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like like Dylan and his with his trolling motor, I smoke him. He can't keep up. Mm. And I'm pedaling. Man, it's not like I'm Lance Armstrong or anything on the pedal. Well, you, you are kind of <laughs> tall. You've got I know, but I mean, I'm not, it's there. not like I'm, you know, seriously, I'm not like some guy that can pedal for hours and, yeah. and go 25 miles an hour. I mean, I can't. I mean, look, yeah. I'm. No one has ever mistaken you for Lance right. Armstrong. So, so my point is the one that I'm in now is really fast. The other one is going to be a little bit bigger and probably not as fast, mm-hmm. but it's going to be more stable. Pedal, it's a pedal boat, too. Yeah, that's one. That one's going to be a pedal, too. All right. I don't want to paddle. No, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. Seriously, I, like I'm coming in to leave. I only went for a couple hours. I'm coming in to pull out, and as I'm coming in, and of course I'm pedaling and I'm rolling. You know, I got the tide with me, and and here's this couple that's launching and they're paddling. Okay, going backwards. I mean, they can't barely even go anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're paddling away, paddling away, and I, I could see them as I was coming from from in their direction. I could see that they were kind of fighting the tide. Yeah, and and uh, literally, I watched them for probably five or ten minutes, and they maybe went twenty yards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> five minutes is like that ain't no fun. No, trying to yeah paddle paddle. Your arms you know? are for fishing. Yeah, mm-hmm. use your legs. That's the power. beauty of those old towns, yeah, man. That's a good just, idea. Yeah, you got your hands free. The one thing that I've got to get is that I've got to get a little kayak anchor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and here's my question because. Like I said, I'm new to kayaking. Okay, I'm learning. If somebody out there can tell me what I need to have for an anchor on my kayak, call us or send us a message on Facebook because I want to know. I don't want to mm-hmm. get something and it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to spend and make the mistake of spending some money on something that I think looks like it'll work and it doesn't. I want somebody that has some experience mm-hmm. that fishes in a kayak that can say, hey, look. This is the the anchor that you need to get for your kayak. Yeah, and around here you got so many different varieties of bottom, from shell to rock to. Before we take a break, let's get Don in here real quick. Captain yeah. Don Dingman. Morning, Don. Good morning, sir. How you guys? Good, good. And we got the Bullable Redfish tournament coming up next week, so um, we're excited about that. We got a couple of tag recoveries from last year's tournament, so excited about that too. We tagged one uh, October tenth last year. Um, across from Clapboard, and they caught him 348 days later across from Blunt Island a quarter mile away. So, you know, trying to get more and more stuff on these. I've tagged about 200 of them this year, and just trying to get the word out about looking for the tags and where the fish are going and what happens to them and um, and find out more about them. So come to the tournament, 60 bucks a piece. Um, first place is 1500 cash, a trip to Costa Rica with fishing included. Um, we got most spots on one side for 500 bucks. So it's a good family fun thing. And in our tournament, we police ourselves. If you kill one of our fi- a fish in the tournament, you can never fish the tournament again. We've banned two guys that can never fish again because they floated one and didn't go get it. So that's only in 13 years we've had two floaters that I know of, and they're gone. So we police ourselves. We do it right. And um, and you'd be surprised if you think you know these fish, you you don't. Like, I tagged two at the Little Jetties in September. One went to BR in 33 days, and one went to September in 33 days. Left in September. Why'd they leave in September? Why didn't they stay through October? So so, you, so was one was called it, called it BR? Is that what you said? 33 days after I tagged him at Little Jetty. No kidding. Straight out. Yep, straight out. And you can go to grazefishtag.org and see it all. They got all the recaptures and show and everything on there. Um, and it's pretty cool, man. It's one of those things where you think, you know, 
why did those two fish not stay in the same school? One went south, one went offshore. What's the deal? Is there two schools? Is there, you know, and what I'm trying to find out is, and what I think I already know, but what I'm trying to prove is, do they come to the same exact river every year to spawn the same fish? You know, do Jacksonville yeah. fish sometimes go in the St. Mary's? I don't think so. Huh. Um, it is so, interesting. And, yeah, so we tagged a bunch, and so it's it's not as much about tagging fish, about educating people to look for the tag, you know, what to do. People see a tag fish, and there's so many tagging programs out there, you know, you're not going to win a truck if you catch one of our bull reds, you know, but you do win a prize. Um, but you, we want you to measure the fish and, and take a picture of the tag, release him healthy, and tell us where you caught him so we can see where he went. So it's more about where he went than how fast he grew and all that, but we learned that too. And we've had about, I don't know, 20-something recoveries over the last few years, and um, all I gotta say is there's a lot of dang redfish in the river. If you can sit in on a spot and tag a hundred fish in one spot and then never catch a tag fish again, but you're catching fifteen a day, how many fish are down there? Yeah, I, I real real quick, how do people you know find out about the tournament? Full of bullredfish.com. We're registering at Marine Max on Friday afternoon and Friday night. We have a real quick captain's meeting and everything's catch, photo, and release. We give you a measuring board with a tape on it, an angler number. You take a picture of the fish on the board, um, release him healthy, and then um, send the picture in. And the longest one to the fork wins, the shortest point on the fish that you cannot manipulate. So last year, the shortest fish was 45 inches, really like a 48-inch red. That's a big one. And um, I'm sure if you've been out there, Kirk, there's some big ones this year. I've had quite a few over 45 inches this year so yeah and the sharks have been uh, watching out of bad too yeah oh buddy don't even get me started from (laughs) the mr to the jetties to the dames point i lost three day day four yesterday two yesterday um it's a problem man and and we shouldn't be having shark festivals that they're not manatees right all right don we got we got to roll we got to roll we got to take a break chris is yelling at me Bye-bye. Thank you, man. All right, uh, when we come back, Gene and Ron are going to give us some uh, thoughts on the kayak launch and also give me a tip on the kayak anchor right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I got a A mouthful. um, I got some Moe's chips and queso in my mouth. Man, yep, large and in so, charge so today. So, do you remember when Kirk got here early this morning? Yeah, before we started the show. Yeah, right, there's stuff out here on the table, and Kirk's like, you know, I just don't know if I can eat one of those breakfast burritos or whatever we're getting. And dude, they delivered them. <laughs> He's crushing them. His face no, is no. mushed down in that burrito. I got, I got one bite out of that. <laughs> that thing's huge. It's huge. Awesome. It's they awesome. said they said it'll feed two people. It's it'll, a it'll, oh, it'll absolutely feed two people. Yeah. Three, uh, well, maybe yeah. even three. All right, let's go to the phone lines okay. because Ron is on his kayak right now, and then Gene's next. But uh, Ron's got an anchor product thought. Good morning, Ron. Hey Jeff, how you doing? Good. Where you at? I am out of uh, one of my Saturday haunts. Usually listen to the show while I'm and so uh, good to hear some. Uh oh! Sounds like his haunt doesn't have the best cell phone yeah. coverage. Yeah, well, you're a little in yeah, and out, I, Ron. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. If, if I if I need to call you back later, I can. But uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah we got we you, can now. Hear you now. Okay, uh, so what I think what you're really looking for, Jeff, anchors are tough, especially if you want to throw lures and they're noisy in the in the back creeks. If you're fishing shallow water. You want what they call a stakeout pole or a shallow water anchor. Okay, I have that. So I was thinking about maybe like a – is it worth carrying 
one of those little mini anchors that opens up. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, like a yeah, yeah, I thing? Use, I used to, but the uh, it's the rope management and the cord management on your kayak that gets to be a little bit cumbersome. I, okay. I found it got in the way more than it was useful, and I was better off with the uh, stakeout pole. Now, if, if you're going to go to deeper water, then that's kind of a necessity, you know, beyond what you can stick with an eight foot stick, at, you know, stake it pole. Yeah. Um, okay. You're going to want to do something different, but uh, it's it's the line management with the anchor that really gets to be in the way when you're on your kayak. All right, let me ask you a question with the with the stickit pole because I I have one and I didn't bring it yesterday. I I mean, it's been a while since I've been on the kayak and I just forgot. How do you carry that so it's not in the way? So for me, and I've got an old town, you know, you've got handles on the side of your old town, old town right? Yep. I just use a good old, good old ball bungee and uh, I just bungee it right there to that handle on the side of the kayak and I stick the front end of it through the uh, that anchor trolley, that yeah. little loop that's on the front of it towards the front, put the uh, little ball bungee through it on the handle and it just sits there right on the side of the kayak. It's out of the way until I need it. Okay. All right. Good call, man. I appreciate that. That's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought of that. I've been sticking it in a rod holder and so I lose a rod holder when I do that. Right. Yep. By the way, Ron, if <clears throat> I want to see if you agree with this. Why would they uh-huh. put a rod holder on the left side right next to your – do you have a pedal kayak? Yeah, yeah, I do. I've got the Old Town Topwater 106, and I've got a Hobie uh, Pro Angler. Okay, on the Old Town, why would they put an, a, a rod holder right next to your steering lever on the left-hand side? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's, it's like not right on the my way. particular model. Yeah, if, 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 yeah. So if you've got the rod in there, can you steer? You can, but it gets in the way, right. and you're like trying to jam your hand. And i got yeah. big hands, but I mean, yeah. still anybody. It, it's kind of a challenge to get your hand yeah. on that steering mechanism, isn't it, with your fishing rod in there, Ron? It, it would be, but my model does not have that model. Okay. It's kind of just behind the seating position where you could just reach right behind you. Grab yeah, mine's got the two behind you on each side like that, and then it's got the one that's going forward right there by the steering mechanism. Could have been a little bit better design on that. Just my yeah. Opinion. Have you got you've got the track system towards the front of your kayak? What is that? Uh, I mean, like the, where you can mount system. different things. Exactly. Yes, yeah. I do. I like the Yak Attack AR uh, rod mount. Um, they're so configure configurable. Um, it's just you can do anything you want with them. From I have one. I haven't put it on yet. Oh, put it on. You'll love it. I actually have two. I have one on each side of mine. I use them when I'm trolling, and then if I do stop and decide to, to fish with bait, then I can I can use them there. I usually throw artificials, but it's just nice to have those options available to you. So it's a great um, accessory. I think you're going to love it. Awesome. All right. Well, good luck the rest of the day. All right. Thanks, guys. Have thanks, Ron. All right. Let's go to yep. Gene. He's got some uh, thoughts on the Nocatee launch. Good morning, Gene. Hey. Hey, Kurt and Kevin. It's uh... Uh, Kevin Jean. knows I. Hey, good morning. I've Jean, been kayaking. Jean, the dancing machine. <laughs> <laughs> I've been kayaking for 20 years, and uh, I finally found the, 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 the sort of the perfect system. And, and Wilbur, you know, Wilbur's uh-huh. helped me a lot set up my system. But anyway, to give you some ideas about some anchor system, I use a stakeout pole. What, what I've done is got a uh, ski pole cut off the end, and I have. Uh, scupper holes in the front and I just stake it out there if I'm in say four foot of water or less uh, I do have that little a one pound anchor you know that you were talking about yes and what I did is uh, I put a big caulk in, the, in about uh, two feet three feet from the end with a clip and if I catch a big fish I just unclip my anchor and then fight the fish, and then my 
clock is right there, and then I'll come back and just pick up my anchor now so it doesn't get right in the way. <laughs> What? <laughs> you, 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 and your Cajun accent. Yeah. What, what, what? Uh, <laughs> I said, well, I'll, I'll just unclip the anchor because I'll have a a big cork uh, a hook to the anchor. I, I wrap cork. the cork around the middle cork. of it. Cork, 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 cork. Yeah. Cork. I thought you maybe know, you had a male chicken or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know the kind of cork you use to catch a dolphin. Yeah. <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, Kirk, uh, so now my friend Wilbur has a, a wizard. I don't know if you're familiar with that. He's hooked up a wizard anchor, and he has it hooked up on the back of his kayak, and he has a lever right next to where he sits and just releases it, and Whoa. he can fish in 10 feet of water. So you might want to look at that. It's called a wizard. Hmm. Um, and then, of course, when you were talking about the uh, rod holders, uh, the Bonafide kayak has these tracks, so I have that yak attack. Same thing that Ron was talking about. I have a couple of rod holes, and you can move them around. I fish with three rods, and I have two in the back and one in the front. And um, uh, I've gotten old enough now. I have a Wilbur and I have patroller motors on our kayak, so we and then we bought lithium batteries, so we can go. Oh, five, you guys six, are loaded. Miles. Guys, I can smell the money. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> we won't we won't talk about that. <laughs> Those lithium batteries now they are no not cheap. Oh no, they're the one we got uh, was about three fifty four hundred, and uh, but I'm telling you what, we go to Steenhatchie, and we'll launch out of uh, Rocky Creek or even Sink Creek, and we'll go out if it's a if it's a calm day, we'll go out a couple of miles out in the Gulf. Uh, with no problem, uh, right. we can go ten hours, ten to twelve hours constant trolling with those motors with Unreal. no problem. Pretty good now. Wow. Some of those, some of those yeah. are like if you get the ones that are like a hundred amp hour batteries, okay? Because I've I've looked uh -huh. at that option because like uh, Gene, the one that uh, my son has, which is the Old Town G GPS enabled kayak that has the Minn Kota twelve volt on it, and then they recommend yeah. a hundred amp hour battery. If you were uh -huh. if you were to buy the hundred amp hour battery, it costs like a thousand bucks. Wow! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, there. I don't know what or my one, amp hour is. Twelve volt I, battery. I forgot what it was, but I was was about three fifty four hundred. Okay. Wilbur got one, and I got one, and we don't worry about the um, running out of juice. And yeah, you can buy two really of them, nice. and if you need, you got a backup if you need be, you know. And but I, I have a stupid question with the guys with the trolling motors. Um, are you carrying a paddle? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. So, so with all this gear on there, all this expensive gear, I guess I guess we're talking to Gene Gene the money machine. No, it's it's, it's well, Gene Gene the dancing machine. I, I just pulled yeah. up the... Uh... <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though. It has been... <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled up the gong show and it's, it's Gene awesome. Gene the dancing machine. I told you, man. How about that? Uh, How about that? <laughs> the same thought as me. Uh, all right, Gene, we got to take a break. <laughs> we got to go, buddy. Thank you, man. Okay, all right. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. 904 641 1010. We come back. We're going to do uh, what kind of Gene Gene the dancing machine. The gong awesome. Show. Awesome. I mean, that was good TV right there. I don't, I don't care who you are. That was good TV. We come back. 
We're going to do a ring power cat tip of the week right here on the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Ream Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ream Power and the Cat Rental Store has the most dependable, youngest fleet in the industry, which makes sure that your bottom line and your job site keeps operating smoothly without interruption. Go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's tip, <laughs> well, it's... Uh, kind of living it. Kind of eating it right now, as a mm-hmm. matter of fact. Uh, Welcome to Moe's has a little fan favorite. It's called the, the Home Wrecker Burrito. Mm-hmm. And literally, we can literally the three of us could have could share the grande this thing. Uh-huh. It's so big. Yeah. See, here's the thing. It's like I'm I'm a huge fan of the home wrecker, and you know the home wrecker is the one that has guac. So it's the big one that has guac, right? And that thing is monstrous. Mm-hmm. Well, the home the home wrecker's big. Yeah. And now you have the grande home wrecker. So it's, it's outstanding. Yes, it is. Chips and salsa. I mean, so like for game day, college football, NFL. I mean, you don't want to do any cooking. Yeah, you want to get your grub on and get a five course meal and one burrito. <laughs> there okay, it is, right then, there, buddy. Give us the ingredients inside that. It cook. had chorizo. It had uh, fresh tomatoes. It had uh, Spanish rice, chicken, uh, black beans, uh, <laughs> cheese. Two different kinds of cheese. So you got queso to dip it in. You got the salsa, which is dynamite, Mm -hmm. and fresh avocados. Salsa's good. Fresh avocados. And then the the guac. Uh I I love guac. Their guac is really good. It is really good. And then put a a bunch of – they need to add a little bit of salt to their guac, but I'm sure they don't just because – I'm like a salt freak. Yeah, I'm not a salt freak. That's why I'm not either. I'm anti-salt. So, but if you eat all this by yourself, oh, you no. You better be in somewhere a position where you can lay down afterwards because you're going to pass out. And let's just say, let's just give a shout out to Mo's customer service too. Yeah, because they were kind enough to give me a bowl, Mm -hmm. knowing that you know, you know uh, that the the wraps aren't the best thing for me. And and so they just did you eat the whole thing? Hell no. I was going to say, if you ate all that, it weighed. I swear, it weighed more than the flounder you caught. Oh. I mean, this. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was. It was stout. Did it have refried beans in the bottom of it? It ha- no. It didn't even have refried beans. See, in I it. thought that's where the weight came from. Where would the weight no. come from? No. Well, uh, there was chicken all the chicken. There was uh, all the beans, all the rice, all the guac. Okay. Yeah. It was. I think. I think there was a. There was like grande sized portions in that bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just fed the other producer. RJ just walked by here yep. shaking his head like he's stuffed out, R- too. RJ wants to come do our show, too. I literally... <laughs> yeah, I, literally do now. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to make it till 10. <laughs> so, hey, uh, also, not. A, a big thanks to Mr. Dorian Scott for delivering that to us and uh, Patrick Sullivan. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah that yes. was really nice. Thank you, yep. thank you, thank you. Awesome. Well done. Awesome stuff. All right, um, uh, just a little update here. We were, uh, we were... Oh, and thank you to, to Scott Shank. <laughs> for, <laughs> for what? For kind of setting all this up. We, yeah. can, we yeah. can leave some until he comes in. <laughs> well, Thursday. you can bring him some leftovers, right? Some You can bring him that bag of chips. I'm going to Georgia unless he wants to pick it up at the house outside okay, okay. the porch. <laughs> uh, we, we had the question earlier... 
uh, and we were asking this, does Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road and McClenny Op work on the small engines? Mm-hmm. The, and uh, I texted Mr. John Cassidy Jr., uh-huh. And he did say, he said they work on all the steel products. Okay. So if you That's have an awesome. issue with it, they handle it. Okay. So cool. Very cool. Very Good cool. to know. Yes. Good to know. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to tell you? Oh, the the kayak, as far as the anchor system, just to kind of wrap up on that thought. I appreciate Ron calling in because I've always stuck that stake pole in the rod holder. And I've seen they have these mount brackets that you can mount on the side of the kayak. But the one thing that I've kind of learned is that the less you drill into the kayak, it's probably the better for that kayak in the yeah, long term. Yeah, I would think so. And then also, there the more things that are attached to the side of it, if you bump it or loading it or unloading it, you're going to break stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a tendency not to want to put a lot of things that are permanent so far as sticking out mm-hmm. along the si- outside of it. And so that little tip about tucking it in in the front and then using a bungee cord around the handle, that was awesome. That's mm-hmm. a great tip. So. So I appreciate it. I'm a newbie. I'm learning, and uh, and I appreciate that. And uh, and I'm looking forward to to having it outfitted just right at some point. And then when I get the new one, I'll be able to have two of them outfitted right. So and by the way, Dylan is loving his. Yeah. He oh, well, is, how can he not? He's got a trolling motor on his. Oh, I know. I mean, it's like perfect on on the lake and everything. He's they have a a lake up there in North Carolina, and it's um. Uh, what's that big lake right outside of Charlotte? Lake Norman. Norman. Isn't Norman. It? Lake Norman. Norman. Yeah, it's Lake Norman. And he goes to Davidson. Well, Davidson has what they call like a lake campus. So they have, I don't know, fifty acres, seventy acres, or something that's on that mm. lake. And they have a facility where he can keep his kayak at and everything. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. So he bounces out to the lake and launches his kayak and goes. Man, mm-hmm. that's like. Saw- can you imagine being in college and having? A kayak with a trolling motor and access to a lake? I had access I probably to a lake, get a but I didn't, I didn't have any access to, to getting on the water. I had to walk around the edges. And yeah, stuff. yeah, me too. I saw three guys this week on on the, one of those hovercrafts. Have you seen these things? Hovercraft? Yeah. Really? It, Kirk, okay. Does so it float? The, the only way I can explain it to you is it looks like this. It's a short surfboard, Okay. And it has a fin on the bottom yeah, of I've it. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, oh, you're talking about that thing that's like it, it make, it's self-powered. Hooverboard. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? A hooverboard. Yeah. Have you, have you seen people on these things? Yeah. It, Crazy. Just, it looks fun. It looks, it looks a lot of fun. It, I mean, it really does. I mean, and they, man, they go, they, I mean, they go pretty fast. And what are they called again? I, I, I called it a hovercraft. I don't know. But could, you, could you put rod holders on it and fish off of it? No. It's too small. Is it? No. Yeah, it's too small. Like so, you can't stop and see. I don't it's think not so. stable enough to yeah, stand it, it, on it. Well, they do stand on it. They stand on but it. But I mean, stand on it while it's, it's got stationary. A hi- it's no, got it's a, too small for that. It's got a hydrofoil on the bottom of the surface. What are these things called again? I, I, I you thought, know what they're called? I'd say a hydrofoil I, board. I was thinking the hovercraft. I mean, I, I don't know. Hydro. <laughs> but they are. I'm just telling. Those things do intrigue me. They're. They're. I think they're quite expensive right now. Oh. I, but I'm sure. I mean, it is. It's, it's just a hydrofoil surfboard. Hydrofoil. How much? Um, how much money? Yeah, ballpark. About, about nine hundred dollars. I mean, it's like the electric bikes now. I mean, that's right. Everything is like amazingly powered now. Yes. My uh, my in laws got these uh, battery powered bikes, and I don't remember the name brand of them, but they're like pedal assist, so it, it kicks we in. We used to call those mopeds. 
Well, no, these aren't. These weren't. <laughs> didn't have a motor. These have a battery. Yeah. And the battery detaches, and it's kind of like you know we're used to like have a lithium battery rack. thing. Yeah, you used to have a rack system above your back tire. Yeah. That rack system is a battery, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a pedago. They got pedagos, okay. They're like a couple grand for these things, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, a couple? And, and yeah, so I was going to say those $7,000. I saw one in Cabela's. It was $7,000. Yeah, that's, that's the Quiet that's Cat. That's the Quiet Cat. That's the Quiet Cat, yeah. which is marketed to hunters which, as big money. Which really kind of started all of this. I mean, um, kind of, yeah. Yeah, because because Roger has a scooter that he rides, that he goes to his... Electric? Electric scooter? Yeah. That he rides to the deer stand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how... How many different things and, I mean, an electric scooter you ride to the deer stand? I mean, I, there was there's guys that I know that go to Nebraska. They would always have bikes. Mm-hmm. Now they're all running the electric bikes, yeah. so they don't have to pedal. And they don't get sweaty on right. the way they're staying. Uh, you know, it, before, it, it all makes too much sense. They would have it? to pedal yep. and do all that stuff. And uh, But, man, those hydrofoil boards, what propels I them? don't know. I, oh, I know there's a fin underneath, but, I mean, there's got to be something that makes it go. No. Yes, yes, it doesn't go by itself. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, but the, something underneath of the no, water. Anything on it. It's a foil. No, look underneath of it. That's a propeller, dude. No. It says there's no magic carpets. I don't think there's a propeller there's underneath no of it. There's something underneath of it there that makes no it go. Propeller. Yes. Uh-uh. Aluminum, no. Carbon I don't, no, it, there's no magic. Okay, there's no magic carpet. Black magic. I'm sorry. Aladdin is not shown up on a surfboard. <laughs> It's a, it's a fin, but it has it has some kind of propulsion it does not. system. It, it in doesn't. I've seen it come out of the water. I don't it believe does that. Not. Somebody call <laughs> and tell these guys that there is a propulsion system of some kind. All on you this do is overflow. raise it up and down, slightly move it up and down like no, this. That's, I'm but telling there's gotta you, be, uh-uh. there's gotta, how do how do you get started? You know what I mean? Uh, be, it's a, it's a little tiny board, so, so if, if, yeah, right. If you, f- I, I think I think that it works. That the principle works kind of like a surfboard to where the wave begins to push, and because I'm looking at a picture of it right now, uh-huh. and there ain't no mechanical nothing. No, there's, no, not. there's no motor. I'm telling you, there's no I'm motor. I'm telling you, I'm just looking at the picture. All they use is hydrodynamic tension on on a foil, a fin under it's, the water, and they go Jeff, up and down. it's the craziest thing you've ever seen, I'm telling you. I mean, there's no... Uh, I, I it's, I okay, so listen this. How it's, does it... Okay, wild. so here's what it says. This is from wetsuitwarehouse.com, okay, it and it says, me. how does a hydrofoil board work? The answer to this question is very complex. The truth is... There it is right there. It's got power right there. I'm looking at it. The truth is is. there are several different scientific laws at play when it comes to what... Hey, I'm reading. Come on, I'm imparting knowledge here. Okay. When it comes to what actually makes the board stand above the water without touching it, there are many theories, but the basic principle, the hydrofoil glides through the water at an upward angle, which accelerates the water downward. Due to Newton's third law for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. The reaction of the water shooting downward creates an upward force that lifts you out of the water. Yes, I, I understand so that it's there's new- the one that you can pump and you can ride. It's Newtonian like physics. But the one that we're looking at with the video, okay, it has an electrical thing on the bottom that has a propeller. You see that, Kirk? You obviously didn't watch the video that long. I did. Okay, watch the entire video. Propeller. Okay, you see that? I'm like I said, the ones like Kevin's are, talking about. I know what you're talking about. They got no motors. I know, I know, but those ones, they pump. Okay, but yeah. the ones you're looking at there in that video has got a propeller on the bottom. Anyway, they're cool. 
Anyway, they are cool. Yeah. Way cool. <laughs> They're cool. Mm-hmm. But that one's got to see Do I need to play Gene Gene the Dancing Machine again? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take a break. Yeah, let's do. And uh, if uh, we had something in it, we're going to tell us about this board and that there is no magic carpets right. on the boards, but they, they all heard, I guess, and said, they, okay, they got it solved. Uh-huh. Sometimes we have to figure it out. We're a little slow here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. You're in the market for a Cadillac. Only one place to go. Go see our good buddies at Claude Dolan Cadillac. You're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle. Go in there. Tell them what you're looking for. They'll find it the exact price, mileage. Like my last truck that I that I bought from there um, had like 6,000 miles on it. Whoever bought it in the beginning took the hit. I, I bought a pre-owned beautiful truck from Claude Dolan Cadillac located on Southside Boulevard just north of JCB. What's wrong with that? All good stuff, man. Nothing. That's the second uh, time the you said that today. That's like your new catchphrase. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Uh, Gordon chimed in and said that electric motors are awesome. <laughs> electric motors are Dynamite awesome. Dynamite drop in, Monty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was it. That broadcast all said. Sure really paid That's off. That's all I said. <laughs> I'm so glad you got that. <laughs> Forget the curveball, Ricky, and give him the heater. He, he he wanted to chime in because he Gordon has an electric bike. Huh? Does he really? Yes, he does. He rides his to the deer stand. The problem is, is that Gordon's not a very good rider. No, he's eaten it twice. Twice <laughs> he has face planted twice. He hit oh, like a root or something. I think alcohol was only involved oh. in one of the occasions. <laughs> that's not good. You can get hurt. Yeah, we're 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 in. We're in no shape anymore to get in bike wrecks. I can't do that. Uh-uh. Like like back in the day, oh, yeah. if I hit a soft spot in the dirt or something, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you'd be like, yeah, you'd lean back. Absolutely. You know, and ride it out and, you know. And the, the nowadays, first, it's like, The first time that I saw uh, Roger go down the driveway in the scooter yeah. and I knew where the soft sand was, I had to watch until. You got, knew it? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> did, he, it. did he eat it? The, the, the back tire. Went sideways, uh-huh. you know, because the the front tire stuck. Oh, it, it, so so he did he did really good. He he got the right leg, but but he was skipping, uh-huh. you know, and then had to pick it up and get it out of the sand. But uh, you know, so all of those things you you do have to be careful with. Oh, yeah, yeah, like I mean, a, yeah. well, they're like a motorcycle, that, you know, and that's a that's that, a this thing will do thirty miles an hour. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that that. Pedagog road, yikes! You know what's going to happen? They're going to regulate it because these people are riding these fast bikes, motorized bikes on the sidewalks. Oh yeah, and they're flying. Yeah, and I mean, you you know, it's like a moped. Mm -hmm. It's it's no different than those (laughs) electric scooters that they have around downtown. That you you put a license tag on it. It's coming. You watch. I mean, those things they're they're finding out in these cities that have had these electric scooters. Yeah, Tampa's one of them. That people are just kidding. They're getting hammered. Oh, they're, because oh. they're wrecking them. Yeah. Oh, so you know that, that's their designated driver. In other words, oh, I mean, I tell no, you, I, no. I mean, I, which is not no, true. I'm not talking you, about you, just as far as people getting <clears throat> drinking and going out. Oh. People, I mean, people don't have any experience. They get on these electric scooters and they think they're cool, yeah. and they decide to go fast, and then they they it bite cool. it. They yeah. eat it. Yeah. And it cool. so they end up going to the doctor and hospital because they shouldn't be riding something like that. It's a motorized. That's why. Vehicle. Vehicle. Yeah. I is. believe 
in electric golf carts. Yes. More stable, can carry things, can carry people, quiet. You know, you just got to be able to. I don't know. I thought a bike was easy. for getting exercise. I'm sorry. That's, that's kind of what, what Carrie and I have always said, too. Are like, well, I, I thought I a mean, bike, you bought a bike so you right. could sweat. I've right. got a nice yeah. bike, and I ride it. I ride it for the exercise. Right. You know, just uh, saying. I mean, I know that, uh, and you guys will probably appreciate this, Dylan, my son. Okay, he's 21 now, turned 21 uh, earlier this week. And he was talking about wanting an electric bike. And I said, I'm not buying the electric bike. I said, you can go get you a job if you want an electric bike. Mm-hmm. There you go. The bikes are made to be ridden, pedaled, right. Right. and exercised. I said, I'm not buying an electric bike. Right. You know, so oh, I agree with you. Yeah. I think I think bikes should be pedaled. Yes, I do too. Not pedal assist. Right. And let, you know, unless you're you know, right. retired, okay, cool, yeah. you know. Still. But kids, uh-uh. No. I don't need electric- let my kid have an electric bike. Hey, if you're going to ride a golf cart on the street, you got to get it registered. You got to put the uh, tag on it. Tag on it. You can't ride the golf cart on the sidewalk. I mean, I don't know. I see these people flying down these sidewalks on these motorized bikes, and they got the giant tires. Kirk, on them. Kirk, I saw a cat dude going down Phillips Highway one day. I think I told you guys, and he was riding one of them, one of them little. Uh, uh, scooters, uh-huh. you know, like the motorized scooters. Mm-hmm. He was running fifty. Oh my! Down gosh. the sidewalk. No, down the, the road on the highway. Yes, it's like that Dumb and Dumber was, when they're all you know, holding up on that. You know, like, yeah. like the uh, not a skateboard, but a skateboard with the little handlebar. Yes. Yeah. What are they? The scooter, right? Scooter, yeah. Okay, it was a yeah. motorized scooter, mm-hmm. and it yeah, wasn't it's called big. like a razor. Okay, like a yeah. razor with a motor. Okay. Yeah. And the dude's got a helmet on. And he's running f- over 50. Wow. Going down Phillips Highway. That's, and the crazy thing is that the whole thing is going shaking, shaking back and forth. Uh, absolutely. Dude, and people going, are stupid. He's going to wreck it any minute. Yeah. Seriously, so people like, are stupid. I'm like laying back because I know that this guy is going to wreck and I want to be here to witness it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to lay back so that when he did that you would be able to stop and help no, him. No, I would call 911 <laughs> for him. But, but I wanted to witness <laughs> it and then be able to call 911 to help him out because – I mean, it was it was it was insane. Yeah, the whole thing was wobbling. Remember when you were kids? Just he used to go down the steep hill with yes. a skateboard or something. You no, know, I was probably wobbling. He probably start wobbling it one time, yeah. and, the, and you would bite it bent. when it wobbled. Yeah, this guy was wobbling, going fifty. Man, I know. I told you, this things are crazy. That's just eight ways to stupid. Anyway, I, I, anyway, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Kenny's got a Sanibel question here this morning. Good morning, Kenny. Good morning. How are y'all? Good. Good. Say, um, you were down fishing in Sanibel. Uh, down there, Pine Island, somewhere, did uh, Yeah, yeah, down at Santa Bell. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure did. Mm-hmm. Did you have a, uh, you had a guide, right? I did, and his name was Captain Nelson Diaz. Awesome. Oh, I can remember Diaz, because that's one of my buddies' last name. But Nelson Diaz, is he out of Pine Island, or where? He is out of Santa Bell, Captiva, anywhere down there. He, anywhere. he fishes that whole area, and, and he is, I mean, one of the best charter captains I've ever fished yeah, I fish, with. I fish with a good one down there, too, Captain Ben. Out of, out of Naples, he was really good. Yeah, out of Naples, okay. Yeah, you want you want right. Nelson's phone number? I might have it. Um, no, that's okay. I can look him up. I'm okay. sure he's online. All right. You yeah. know, uh, say, uh, what was that lure you were using down there? And you just mentioned it a while ago. It was a gulp paddle tail and uh, like a three inch and white. White is the color yeah. down there, and it was just a gulp three inch paddle tail. And I put it on a, 
like a like an eighth of an ounce? No, less than eighth that. Ounce? Eighth of an oh. ounce and even a sixteenth of an ounce jig head. Yeah, because you're fishing real shallow water, right? Yeah, down there right. it's all all so shallow. Cuban shoalway uh, weed and stuff like that, grass. Oh, uh, I mean, look, you're always trying to find a pocket. I don't worry about that. And the other thing that yeah. I, I like down there was a, a smelt gulp yeah. jerkbait. Uh-huh. Smelt colored okay. gulp jerkbait, and that was like a four inch, and you can put that just on a plain hook, no weight. And yeah, it looks the, like a thread fin herring. were awesome. Yep, exactly. It looks like a little thread fin. Okay, I got a Goliath grouper story for you. Okay. Last week I was fishing down there uh, on the north side of the Lion Bridge. By myself, and I hooked a redfish, and I was bringing it up, and I got it up to almost to the boat. I reached down to get my net to net him; it's legal size. And out of the depths and the murk comes this huge thing, and it <laughs> ate it. He almost yanked the dog on right out of my hands. Whew. It was a Goliath. It was a Goliath that scared the crap out of me. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I mean, man, he just, it just all of a sudden, this huge thing with eyes bugging out, he comes up, he had a mouth about as big as a drywall bucket. Unreal. Mm. Well, I, 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 know, I know that there's, you know, several stories of basically all the bridges, Bolano, uh, yeah. the Bridge of Lions, and the 312. I, yeah. I've, I've had one at the 312 come up and eat a trout, and it was, it was amazing. And, and by the oh. way, I caught one. At the 312, yeah. 312 bridge uh, that was probably 15, 17 pounds. Yeah, that was a long well, time. I, don't know how big, I, I have no idea what this thing weighed, but it, by the size of the mouth, it was uh, yeah. big. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, right hey, Kenny, yeah. but before we let you go, uh, Nelson Diaz has got a website. Yeah. It's uh, my, oh, mycaptivafishingguide.com. MyCaptivaFishingGuide.com. All right. I'll go out and look at it. Okay. All right, buddy. All right. Thank you, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Ken. Let's take a break. Uh, We come back. We'll talk to Scotty Brown and uh, and you, 904-641-1010. Just a little quick update here at Hagen Coastal Outfitters, though. Uh, They got a huge shipment in on the the Huck Fall Items, H-U-K, for men, women, and kids. I didn't make that mistake like you did, Kirk. Thank you very much. Uh, it was it close, but Back I didn't do it. <laughs> they that also was damn close. I was close. Huck and fall. I almost <laughs> I almost blended them. <laughs> oh. They also have uh, Green Cove Hillier Glen St. Mary and East Plaque of the Black Widow Deer Lures. <laughs> Okay, and then at Mandarin and Hilliard, they've got the Rio Texas Game Low 12 gauge, two and three quarter inch, seven and a half shot. At uh, again at Mandarin and Hilliard, and remember, huge shipment of Huck Ball items. <laughs> there was that. There was that awkward moment of, oh, do I need to hit that dump button? Uh, <laughs> I was so well, folks. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. 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 they carry buckwheat? I'm a trained <laughs> professional. <laughs> <laughs> professional buckwheat. Uh, uh, send it to break, please. Thank you very much. Shark coatings 
if you've got a garage that needs to become more than a garage or just one of the best garages you've ever seen, try Shark, shark Coatings. They can take a, an old garage floor and an old garage and actually make it look pristine. Like it's adding another room to the house and treat it as such and clean it up and get rid of the clutter. And that's what's so beautiful about Shark Coatings. Also, anything concrete, they can do. Patios, back porches, and uh, antimicrobial, super strong coating that's awesome. Had it done in my garage and, uh, and absolutely love it. Uh, all right, let's uh, go to the phone lines. Talk to Scotty Brown this morning here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Good morning, Scotty. Good morning, guys. How are you? Morning, Scotty. Doing good? Are you guys doing good? Yeah. Yes, sir. Can't wait to go to the woods today. Wish I could go. I got a couple more weeks, and then I'll go. Yep. Yeah. Go up there and enjoy the weather. Wake up in the morning. It's going to be 50-something degrees. Mm-hmm. May have to put a little light jacket on. I like it. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nice. By the way, have you guys... What's wrong with that? <laughs> have you guys heard of the Black Widow deer lures? No. I haven't when, either. No, when you said that at yeah the Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Hagen, yes, Hagen Coastal yeah, Outfitters, yeah, where they have the huck yeah, fall gear, <laughs> yes, fall yes. yes. gear, okay, yes, nope, never, never, never heard of Black Widow. I know that for a long time we always used to, we've all used Tink sixty nine, absolutely, oh yeah, still do. <laughs> I mean, do have we all not used that a million sure. times? Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. carry it in my um, fanny still pack. use it, right? Yep, all the time. Scotty, do you still use Tink sixty nine? I don't use it a lot, but I do use it. I, yeah. I buy those little, uh, what do you call it, those little wick straws yep. mm-hmm. with a little oh, wire yeah. hook on there. Yeah. I'll dip it in there and just go over and hang it 30 yards from me. <laughs> One of the funniest things ever, Scotty, is was hunting in uh, Dooley County um, with Doug and, um, oh, shoot, with uh, Thrifty Bait and Tackle. Oh, Myers. Yeah, Doug, Doug Myers. Myers. Yeah. And um, it was Jeff, it was during rut, and they had us in a, in a tree stand, and, and we were filming at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Bucks come through a cotton field. I, I mean, it was unbelievable chasing a doe. So the next day, uh, next morning, Roger and I hit sitting in that same stand, and I had my wicks, and I'm hanging it on the cotton stems. And he's like, uh, we're in a cotton field. <laughs> yeah, just pour it on the cotton. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging the wicks out there on the that cotton plant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roger's like, Just pour uh, it on the cotton. Yeah. <laughs> We're in a cotton field favor. <laughs> well, the reason I, I kind of I asked that question about tinks is because, I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, shoot, there, there could be some Bubba, you know, peeing in a cup Absolutely. and then pouring it into yeah. a thing yes. of Tink 69. <laughs> That's scary. And long. we're all thinking that it's deer urine. Yeah, it right? smells pretty potent. Yeah, it, oh, He'd have to be highly di- dehydrated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So uh, so anyway, I, I wanted to find out about this Black Widow stuff. And so it says here that this guy was an active hunter. And so the what they're collecting is not any crazy craziness. It's all urines. It's collected and bottled within... 24 hours so that when you get it, I guess that it's used, it's effective. But seriously, I've always wondered that. Okay, so some of those things. So, so Scotty, here's here's the thing. We've we've all hunted enough, deer hunted enough to know it, when when you have a, what we call a hot doe, a doe that's that's actually in heat. Mm-hmm. All right, bucks come for miles. They lose their mind. Oh yeah. Okay, this stuff they're telling you 
has the same effect. No, it does not. It it it's nowhere. I don't know what the difference is. Yeah, they can collect it within two hours. I don't care. It doesn't have the same effect mm-hmm. that when that doe that comes by you in heat and and again that buck it, it totally loses his mind. I've had this stuff sitting in trees and they come up and smell it and they're like, yeah, that's kind of interesting, but it it ain't the same thing. No, and one of my questions always is, I mean, when a deer's body temperature is much warmer than what it's stored at in the bottle, so if it's not stored at the same body temperature until it's put out onto the ground, how much of its potency does it lose? Yeah, I mean, who, who knows? Who and then knows? If it's not, it's, maybe... It's a, big, it's a big business, and I, I know there's just all kinds. I mean, like you said, there used to be only one or two out there, and now there's probably hundreds of different scents out they've got and i just went to this black widow deer lure page i mean they have all kinds of stuff okay here's one for you Mm. the matriarch the matriarch premium (laughs) doe and estrus okay here's one hot and ready triple x (laughs) northern whitetail doe estrus right that's what the hot and ready is Uh, the old bitty here's another one (laughs) Branch butter, <laughs> licking branch gel. Oh my gosh! Uh, here's another one: buck butter, forehead gland gel, <laughs> tarsal gland Dapper snap Dan. caps. <laughs> oh. Are you sure this is for deer and wasn't? Those names aren't picked up from some little sex shop. I mean, <laughs> hot and ready triple X. Oh boy, Jeez. Southern whitetail doe estrus. Southern That's what whitetail. we need right yeah, there. Southern whitetail. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. Turns them southern bucks on better than the northern. Yeah, I wonder what's it what, like. The like deer buck goes, hey, "What's that northern babe doing down here?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah. David, earlier you guys were t- talking about a nineteen ninety something Toyota. I owned a nineteen, a new nineteen eighty six Toyota, the exact same model. Um, different year for 12 years back in the day i wish i still had it yeah yeah those things are uh, i guess they're in demand a lot of i guess it's the southeast that just loves them mm-hmm. and i, I was mind. in north carolina scotty there's a bunch of is there like a toyota manufacturing plant in north carolina or something i don't know uh don't know i just you know the reason i say that is when we went up there and the times i've been up there I, you see a lot a of a lot of them. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, one of yeah. my clients, uh, he owns uh, Mike Johnson Hickory Toyota, about forty-five minutes from here. They're one of the largest in the southeast. Yeah, and uh, he's he's pr- he probably sold some vehicles you're seeing over around Dylan's place or over by your dad's. Right, right. <clears throat> They're right. good. I mean, they were good trucks. I lo- I wish I still had mine. And if whoever I sold it to on the west side of Jacksonville, if you still got it, don't let don't get rid of it. Probably so. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right, Scotty. Hot and ready, triple X, Southern Whitetail uh, Doe Estrus. That's what we need to get. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. See, right, see, see you, Scotty. Scotty. Uh, 904-641-1010 and uh, uh, Hatchie River Club. Yes. Okay, water's starting to cool down a oh, little bit. Scallop season's you wrapped up. You heard Gene Gene, the dance machine, talk about Hatchie and uh-huh. how good the fishing is. Yep. That's the yep. place to go, Uh when the water starts to cool down just a little bit, the fishing starts to get hot. It's beautiful. Over there in Steenhatchee, and you can go to Steenhatchee River Club. Just uh, go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com, click on the Steenhatchee River Club, and if you really want to know what it is, it's S-T-H-R Club. 
C-L-U-B.com, Steenhatchee River Club. Again, S-T-H-R-C-L-U-B.com. And if you'd like to join us here this morning, 904-641-1010, one segment to go, and we got to do a Kirby Coke Ink Cooking Tip of the Week. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for a Kirby Co. Inc. cooking tip of the week. And Kirby Co. Builders is an industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, finishing on both commercial and residential products. You can go to KirbyCoBuilders.com to check out some of their beautiful work and learn more. KirbyCoBuilders.com. All right, this week's Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week. What we were bragging on with Captain Kirk earlier is so true. That shrimp chowder that Kirk that you made is one of the best I've ever had. It was. It was. I got to outstanding. Admit, it, was, it was outstanding. And uh, thank you. You shared the recipe. Yeah. Here on our Facebook page and on our Instagram page as the Kirby Co Builders Inc. Cooking Tip of the Week, folks. I'm telling you, this stuff is outstanding. Uh, the ingredients, and I'm not going to get too complicated about the the because you can go online and see this. Yeah, but you can it's, see it. We it's got it. shrimp, butter, flour, Old Bay, onion, garlic, and some uh, mixed veggies. Yep, I like that tiger sauce. You got to put that in there. By the way, did you see they have a new tiger sauce out? No, they have a new really new Ooh. flavored tiger sauce out. Really? Yes. Uh, Tara was down at the Ace Hardware convention. And they unveiled it there. I'll I will check it out. share it with you soon. Mm. And by the way, I got you guys some hot honey, and I forgot to bring it in mm. today. Well, nice. you try. Okay, which was our show builders cooking tip of the yeah, week last week. Eat it uh, every day. Exactly. Uh, but the tiger sauce, half and half, olive oil, and uh, and you just use regular old Publix mixed vegetables from the frozen food section. Yeah, and one of the biggest things in doing this recipe is you've got to take the heads and the shells and everything that you got left over and boil them down with a little bit of Old Bay. That's where you get the rendering for your broth. Really? Yes, sir. Got heads to. and everything? Yep. Just cook them down huh. and run them through a strainer. Yep. I'll be done. That's where that juice awesome. broth comes from. Yep. That's where the flavor comes from. That's a lot of it. Yep. Okay. Read the recipe, cook it. How long does it take to make? Take you about an hour to do it. Do it right. That's know? not bad. Yeah, you know, once you get to the end, you got to you got to build a roux with butter and flour. And now, let me ask you something. It I like a little bit like a watery, a little bit more of a watery. Yeah. I mean, how, how do you control that? You, that's set for two days. All you got to do is just thin it out with a little water. That's it. Yeah. That's all okay. you got to do. You can use either milk or water. I was wondering if like the amount of flour that you add would. You, the good thing about roux versus cornstarch is, of course, roux's got a lot more flavor to it, but you're able to tighten it up on a slower pace. Okay. Cornstarch thickens things up very quickly and, and can get real lumpy, you know, okay. or thick. Well, outstanding. Uh, and roux is a lot more fun to say than cornstarch. Exactly. Yeah. Well, really good. Uh, great great job. It's, it's kind of like a ramekin. Better awesome. way to yes, cook. Yes, exactly it's like much a better than, than saying it a bowl. It tastes a lot <laughs> right. better. Yeah. It makes the food taste better. <laughs> All right, uh, weather forecast brought to you by the Bearded Pig. And we got a high pressure kind of centered over us right now and another one coming in. So what does that mean today? Northeast winds around 10 knots becoming east during the afternoon, 3 to 4 feet. Tomorrow, northwest winds 5 to 10 becoming northeast around 10 knots in the afternoon. Tomorrow, seas 2 to 3. 
Northeast on Monday, Tuesday is Northwest, Wednesday is Southwest, and then there's supposed to be another cold front coming in right mm-hmm. around Thursday-ish. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that. Tides Report brought to you by Angie Subs, best sub shop in Jacksonville. And, uh, yes, I had a Dr. Bang Scrippy this week with French fries for two, me and Taylor, and she got the old turkey sub, and she loved it. Mm. Mayport at the Mayport Bar Pilot Dock today at 12.15 p.m. Essentially, it's a high tide. That's going to be a 5.2. And then this evening at 6.18 p.m., that's a low tide. That's a 1.35. Tomorrow at 6.14 a.m. in the morning, it is a low tide, and that is a 1.16 low tide. Yeah, with this 5.2, with this east wind, it might flood a little bit today. Yeah, it, it really hasn't seemed like to me that it's um, gotten up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've fished the, the last three mornings, and, and honestly, on Thursday and Friday, uh, fished that high incoming tide. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, it, you know, it wasn't screaming or anything like that. Yeah. It wasn't, there wasn't that much wind. Now, Mayport yesterday on that northeast wind, yeah. on that three-quarter moon, it was smoking yeah. coming in. Yeah. Fishing okay? Yeah, the fishing was good. Bull ribs bit yesterday and we caught nice bunch of margates yesterday caught black drum redfish you know undersize mm-hmm. it's been like that off and I, on I all week a, I trout a, i caught a lot of fish on that high incoming tide on float corks on thursday and friday that's yeah. so much fun it is float so, corks are awesome float corks float corks and and i'm fishing them the, the other thing that was really interesting what are you using underneath them shrimp okay yep. um, and the reason is as i was gonna tell you this it's kind of a flat where i'm mm-hmm. fishing it's really it's a it's a it's a big flat and, and, and until the tide gets up, it's not a place that you, you want to fish in low tide. The shrimp are everywhere. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they're coming in there on that tide. I'm thinking, I was talking to Leon about this because Leon's fishing beside me yesterday. I think you could, I think you'd catch your limit pretty easily right there. You know what I was thinking too? Is that, uh, Kirk, you've been seeing a lot of ladyfish around too? Oh, they're everywhere. Yep. I mean, you get in that flat, Kevin, that you're float fishing at, throw out two uh, uh, lady ladyfish meatballs and just let them sit while you're working, actively working the float rigs. Yeah. I mean, it's, if there's a redfish anywhere around that flat, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. they're going to find it. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. But I, 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 I'm telling you, I was more intrigued by how many fish are chasing. You know, you can see the shrimp going across the top of the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fish, boom, boom. And I mean, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, there's, I mean, have you gotten any kind of tripping reports this year? None. No, I mean, well, what I've heard is that there's plenty of shrimp. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, as far as like not 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 reports as far as people going out throwing the net to get eating shrimp. Okay, bait shrimp. Everybody's been saying no problem. No problem. Well, I know Rusty. That's all he's doing is buying local local stuff. Live shrimp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I know there's plenty in the river. Yeah. So there's that's no good. no issue with that. Yeah. Okay. So and the mullet are freaking everywhere. Row mullet, big old door bangers. I mean, Billy Club size down to big as your pinky. Yeah. I mean, I threw the net yesterday and, and got my finger mullet enough to where I bagged some up last night when I got home. You bagged them it, up. What do you mean? Freeze them. Freeze what, do you, what do you use them for frozen? Shoot, I'll use them for redfish in the fall. Okay, just take put them a frozen offshore, popsicle on? Take yeah. them offshore and use them yeah, for- Yeah, take them offshore and use them for bottom bait. Yeah. yeah. Shoot, for flounder and sea bass. Mm-hmm. Cut them in half, use them for bee liners. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's- Really good idea. Yeah, do you and, got a, it's the same way. By the way, same way in San. You Oregon. got a freezer that you use just for that. Like I got a bait freezer. The cake doesn't allow yeah. you to just all bait. Okay, mullet, everything, pogies, everything. Man, you better not have the electric go out. Oh my word! Uh, if it ever did, you just put duct tape on Ooh, that. That's so stank on that. And, and by the way, <laughs> I have done that. Oh, I have too. I've never put, 
Yes, sir. And that, that happened once before. And, and, and the whole time you're going, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Talking about the big nasty. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> uh, it's, it's gross. Yep, duct tape it and don't open it. No. Do not open it. Mm-mm. Jeff, as usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. Thank you to Welcome to Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. Uh, feeding us this morning Ooh. and Gordon and uh. Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Steen Hatchie River Club, Angie Sub, Strike Zone, Shimano, Whalen Bay Marine, Curry Co. Builders, Inc., Tire Outlet, Atlantic Coast Marine, CNH Marine Construction, Shark Coatings, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, LV Hires, Inc., Consignment Boat Sales, Claw Nolan Cadillac, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Coastal Equipment, TS Home Renovation, Stack M Storage, Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store, The Bearded Pig, and of course, the Nimnik family of dealerships. I'm headed to the woods, boys. Good for you. I'm Good luck. I am going to get, get one. my lovely wife and my puppy, and I cannot wait to go enjoy some weather and sit in a tree stand. Hey, by the way, uh, a guy has got a boat. At consignment boat sales, go to jacksboating.com. We'll tell everybody about it next week if it's there. If it's but trust me, he just got some new boats in at consignment boat sales. At consignment boat sales. Yeah. Folks, remember anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See you. See you. See you. It's at the end of my look.